welcome to the McGappin Fries Movie Podcast. I'm Gavin. And I'm Ian. And uh, for those faithful listeners, we do apologize that it's been such a long time. Uh, well, I guess it really hasn't been that long since there, long was, since there was a, a podcast. That uh, It's just been a long time since there was a podcast that was listenable. It's been a long time since it was a podcast. Yeah, it's been quite a, yeah, it's been quite a long time, actually. But just so you know, last week we had every intention of doing so. And, um, you know, had certain members of uh, the... Uh, had Gavin one, was so wasted. You know, had one of us been fit to do it, <laughs> there would have been a podcast. Yeah. So to uh, all of our faithful listeners, all two or three of you, we sincerely apologize. Well, yeah. I apologize. You, you apologize too, don't you, Ian? I do, kind of. Well, would you like to apologize to the good people? No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> never apologize, never explain. Uh, before we go any further, uh, if any of you would like to comment or ask questions, you can email us at podcast at mcyappenfries.com. That's podcast at mcyappenfries.com. Yeah, send us anything. And uh, I'll be reviewing Mission Impossible Gro- Ghost, Gross, Growth Gross. Protocol. <laughs> Ghost Protocol. I really am quite annoyed that they don't just fucking call it Mission Impossible 4. <laughs> <laughs> Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. And uh, I'll be talking just a little bit about 50-50. All right, cool. Uh, I'll be reviewing The Muppets and The Thing. So, yes. I have a theme week of this. This will be fucking two and a half hours. <laughs> no. Anyway, um, uh, big news for the last f- month. The last couple, in the last two weeks, basically, all the studio. What, did they do this last year? Showing so many trailers in the last two it weeks does, of the it, year. No, yeah, I mean, it does happen that way. Does it? Yeah. I don't remember. remember a lot of the big trailers for summer mm-hmm. and a lot of the, uh, tend to come out towards the end of uh, the year prior. But I mean, not so tightly packed. I mean, it's like, oh, look, it's the it dark only, night. It's oh, only, it only seems that way because there just happens to be a lot of films that, that we, we like. Yeah. That we want to see. <laughs> uh, and uh, the last month, it's just been flooded with every possible awesome trailer for every high-profile summer film and also temples, temples yeah, all the, way. All the temple films are, the, the trailers are just coming out now mostly for summer uh, probably with the exception of The Hobbit yes which is a, a December release so they're really starting really starting early but then again it's just a teaser and all I gotta say is, is if that trailer is a teaser <laughs> I can't wait to see the full trailer well that's I think well, you, you because probably... that is where that is what I love about Peter Jackson I know that you I know that you want to talk about The Dark Knight no no but I'm saying we might as well roll The Hobbit yeah uh, this is what I love about Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson is he he's a fan. You can tell yeah. he's a fan. So even when it's a teaser, he gives you more than enough. Any other fucking director for a teaser, it was it's exactly that. You it's don't just, get dwarves singing in yeah, teasers. You just get a you just get a teaser, you know, and uh, I know we're going to get to the Dark Knight eventually, oh, but, but Chris, Chris Nolan, he's fucking pissing me off. Oh really? He's pissing me off with what he's doing with the Dark Knight Rises. I'm getting a little annoyed. This could turn out to be Spider-Man 3. You reckon? Yeah. Why? I'll get to that, but we're on The Hobbit right we're now. We're on The Hobbit. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, uh, PJ gave a Christmas present to the fans and that the fifth video blog mm-hmm. went up yesterday. Yes, uh, I've I've seen it on... on the, I, haven't I, watched I, it I haven't watched it yet. Watched it no. yet. Have you seen it? No, I'm saving it for Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the video, Peter Jackson's video blogs have been getting increasingly awesome. Mm. And, I mean, each one... You're like... Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're showing that? We must see this movie now! If, if, if they're showing that... Why did they not show it? Uh, <laughs> that's yeah, that's yeah. much, you know. But um, no, but what I love about it is is the same thing with what he did with the uh, Lord of the Rings DVDs. Is that yeah. you feel so much a part of the process, and you really do have a very strong sense of how 
these films are made, not just technically, but also yeah. in terms of the passion and, and just the love for the, the material. Uh, so in that regard, you know, I know that we spent a lot of time bitching about whether or not The Hobbit was going to get made in the first place. Yeah. Now, ha having seen what we've seen, I'm very glad that... There's no worries about it being a compromise in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. It's like everything you see, it's like, I mean, this is awesome and this is their second go. Mm-hmm. What was it like on the first go? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, back to the teaser. It's... Yeah. I love this. I yeah. love this trailer. It's I was I was smiling like a little schoolgirl watching this trailer, and I I, was yeah. <laughs> I got fucking chills at the end of the trailer when yeah. Gollum turns yeah, up, yeah, yeah. and they start playing the you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. before that, it's all newish music, and it's yeah. like you know they got the, the, the dwarf singing, and it's all them. The, the, the throwing the plate shit looks weird and kind of cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, for those people who've read the books, The Hobbit. Is much more of a kiddie book yeah. than than Lord of, than the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Lord of the Rings trilogy. I mean, you know, you wouldn't think it was a sequel to the Hobbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know? Uh, and the Hobbit has got a lot of humor in it, and it's kind of nice to see how uh, they're balancing that. The teaser does give you an idea of the, some of the physical comedy that's involved with the dwarves, because nice of... all of these dwarves are essentially, I mean, they're great warriors and everything, but they're fucking <laughs> little round men, and they're not people that you'd like to. You know, have over and you know, dealing with your fine china. Yeah, they're clean. You know, yeah, they're very, they're very clumsy and they're basically overgrown yobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like they get drunk and throw shit at each other and sing <laughs> and sing. Although that that was great. I'm so glad that they put that song in the teaser. Yeah. Because this is like it's Peter Jackson saying there's going to be fucking music in this. Yeah. And I'm very happy about that because. Yeah. It just sets the tone beautifully, and it's all. And it also is it's, a very. It also is a very nice connecting tissue to Lord of the Rings, mm -hmm. with, uh, because there was a lot of a lot of the stuff got cut out of the theatrical um, yeah. versions. But in the extended versions, you do see that there was some of the songs in there. And Tolkien wrote some really amazing, really, really amazing songs. I used to skip over the songs. They used to drive me fucking nuts. I like the songs in Elvish. <laughs> no, I like listening to them. Oh. like reading them. I mean, it's like this is pointless. Yeah, there's like the sixteen I, I fucking pages of someone singing about. Oh, oh, look, here's the entire Baggins family tree in the middle of the book. Yeah. Well, Kill something. Well, it's more than sixteen pages if you want to like. If you want to the appendix. If you want to look at the appendices yeah. and just find out what you're reading. <laughs> the last book is more than half appendices, is it? Appendices. That was all that. Those noises was balanced out with. I think is it. Thorin Oakenshield telling Gandalf, you know, yes. I can't. I think I'm not sure if he says I can't guarantee your safety or one of that. No, it's like or, I cannot guarantee. Uh, I cannot guarantee his safety. Yeah, and there's a nice thing between him, uh, Gandalf, and Bilbo. Martin Freeman looks great. Yes, Martin, Fre Fre Martin Freeman looks perfect. Yeah, he looks it, perfect. I think Gandalf says, you know, at least you'll have a story when you come back. And he asks, will I? Is it, you know, will can I? You, can you promise can me? You promise me I'll, that come I'll come back. back. He's like, no. Nope. <laughs> It's very nice, and so it does kind of look that they are balancing it out very nicely, like I said before, with the humor and also just with the more yeah. darker elements of the story. But yeah, I got chills, and this is the only trailer. What's a Bagginses? Yes, this is the and this is the only trailer that gave me chills. And we have to wait a fucking year. It's December two thousand. Actually, no, wait. There's two trailers that gave me chills. No, really? Yeah. It wasn't the dark. I was getting chills all week, man. Seriously, <laughs> I had to go to the doctor. I was too cold to wear blankets. No, but I'm really pumped for this. Yeah. I just hope that they don't blow their wad and show too much by the time it's released. No, but I think they'll... I mean, there was, again, there's a nice shot of uh, Martin Freeman going up to where the sort of thingy broken pieces on. Yes, yes, that yes. No, I mean, it does... There's going to be, for people who are unfamiliar with uh, the books and they just know the movies, there's going to be a lot of connecting tissue that's going to be really nice to see. 
and uh, and, and it's just kind of cool. It's nice. It's great to see Ian Holm again as Bilbo. Yes. And it's nice to see uh, nice to see Frodo. Even even though like that people were bitching, it's like they're not in the fucking books. You know, <laughs> it's nice to see that connecting tissue. Yeah. You know, and it's very nice to see. I'm looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it. So I'll put a link up on the site for that. I'll put a link up on the site for all the trailers that we'll do. See, I was going to do it if we didn't do a podcast yes, anyway. Ian shall put up a link to all of the chills all the that chills. he got this month. Yes. So, what would you like? To, which trailer would you like to focus on next? Let me. Let, I'll have three guesses, but I'll only need one. Prometheus. Ha <laughs> <laughs> This is totally an aliens movie. <laughs> That's the second trailer that gave me chills. Yeah, yeah. I got chills watching that when I saw the space jockey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this really quick glimpse of the space jockey. When it's coming up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not an alien creature. Yeah, you're full Fuck of shit. you! <laughs> Ridley Scott is full of fucking shit. I mean, the whole merry dance they've been doing is fucking ridiculous. Also, it's a prequel, so Hudson could technically be in it. <laughs> no, he couldn't. <laughs> it's a baby. <laughs> Brad, it's couldn't even be a baby. <laughs> She, well, yeah, I mean, she was a, she was in cryo sleep for fifty seven years. Io nine has uh, Hudson nice was not fifty seven years old. It doesn't, it doesn't say what happened in Hudson in in, in aliens in Hudson, Hudson in the Hudson, movie. Yes, in, in Hudson Hawk. <laughs> Bill Paxton is Hudson in Hudson. Game over, man. But um, yeah, I mean, Io nine compared the alien trailer, the alien trailer from nineteen seventy nine, and the sword, and like the treatment is incredibly similar. I mean, the the, the logo alone. Yes. The way that the letters slowly fill in, yeah, and yeah. like lo- single lines come in to spell Prometheus, is the exact fucking same way that they do it in the Alien movie and the Alien trailer. The Alien trailer for the, for the, the 979 movie is kind of weird. It's like there's a section where it's just focusing on an egg, which does not look like the egg from the yeah, movies. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, it, I remember that trailer. It was quite bizarre. Quite a lot of the trailers that came out around that time that weren't going for the kids. Yeah. tended to be quite sort of surreal and um, almost on psych- almost psychedelic and incredibly quick cuts but they still have in this it's yeah. like constantly cutting quickly and back back and forth and, and people looking terrified out of their minds yes and they're and they're and they're using the same fucking music yeah <laughs> it's the same music it's similar it's, <laughs> it's the same fucking music as the alien trailer yeah and and also even the tr- even the preview for the trailers were done in the style of the alien movies oh that's something we should definitely mention is the fact that they had three trailers leading up to the fucking trailer yeah, yeah. that was a bit lame that was a bit much you know? and it, it also didn't help that uh, whoever, each, each, whoever was editing that shit wanted to make him look awesome it's like Ridley Scott returns, returns to the, the genre, genre he, he redefined, re- redefined. Not, not defined redefined and then it cut to him and obviously it was some he was, you know, he was being interviewed but they cut it to like I'm back and he's finishing a sentence but they cut it off there and it's like you sound like a douchebag <laughs> Mr. Douchebag on set, please. You know, he, he comes off as like, I'm, I'm, I'm back, but like, he's not like that, because you've seen interviews with him, and he is kind of, any interviews you see with him, he's kind of, he's bullshit, Yeah. but he's not that guy. He's not a dick. Yeah. You know, he's, he's very passionate, and he yeah. knows what he wants. You know, he's, he's like Michael Bay with manners. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and better plot structure. <laughs> but the thing with this Prometheus trailer is that it's a big fucking movie. I mean, you look it's at that, huge. it's so much, in, so much going on there. There's like, they have those fucking Jeeps, there's yeah. like, you know, they're out in the middle of the there's, desert driving along. What I love about it is like, there's actually shades of nearly all the alien movies in there, yeah. you know? It's like, there's like that bit with the Jeep that's very aliens, yeah. you know? Like, uh, there's a lot of alien, obviously, in there. Um, and even to a, a lot certain... Of, a lot of uh, Charlize Theron running around the spaceship looking scared in her spaceship, spacesuit. But did you hear that Charlize, Charlize Theron is, uh, she, le- she... 
I mean, I didn't read it. Any, I, did, I just saw the, head, the headline for it. Mm -hmm. But um, it seems that she's let out a massive spoiler in an interview. Oh? Yeah. That uh, in regards to her character. Oh, really? Is this the whole thing about she's not the main character? No, no, we all knew that. Oh, really? But she's not a survivor? She, no, she's just sort of like a... She, I mean, she's sort of said in this fucking interview that uh, she might be like a villain. Oh, really? You know, and uh, I'm just... What do you... What? <laughs> so that, I mean, at this point... I don't know about any of this stuff. I mean, you know, Numi Rapace is... Numi Rapace, right? Numi Rapace, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, it's not clear from the trailer who's what, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just yeah. the fact that you have all these huge names. Any of them, well, Idris well, is going to die. The, the, black, the black guy's always going to die first. Yeah, and, well, Michael Fassbender is clearly Ian Holm. Yes, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> he's, he's clearly a fucking android. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think that was always the, the, the plan. Yeah, yeah. And he, he, does look, he does look weird with that blonde and, wig. And, and, you know, Idris Elba is, a perfect, is perfect for a modern-day Yafit Koto. Yeah, yeah, totally. And he's, he's, he even looks at me, he's a kind of scruffy looking. Everyone else is in these sleek, I'm, awesome spacesuits, and he's just wearing a You've heard the stories. Right? I told you, right, about what a pain in the ass Yafit Koto was? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's shooting his death scene. No, I'm not, I'm not gonna. I don't want to die. Yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna die today. Today, I'm gonna kill the motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I got chills watching this because yeah. it was, and also I. It's I, those quick cuts. They just give you enough of a glimpse to whet your appetite, but you don't. You know, there's the there's the, the, there's that the ship. It's the ship. It's the ship from LV426. Yes. It's not like it's not a <laughs> yeah. similar looking ship. It is. It's the not the ship. sedan model. It looks like the exact same fucking ship. Although yeah. they are doing the bad running. Running away for something that's falling, yeah. Instead of just like taking three steps to the left, like <laughs> it's like if a tree's falling towards you, don't run in the direction of it falling because it'll get you. It's like it's still falling in this direction. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Maybe I should. Oh, take two steps left. No, but no, and, and also again, it's like when you see the space jockey, it's like that's the space jockey. Yeah. And then did you see? It's I and I point, like, pointed out like the space like jockey's big, right? Yeah. So in the first movie, there may be up to the ass of the space jockey seat, right? Yeah. There's a character standing to the right of that seat. Yeah. Like a human-ish looking. Yeah. And there's a lot of someone getting burned and something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whether there is a lot of bioengineering stuff in there, you know, I mean, that fucking synopsis that came out before about how the space jockeys were engineering life on Earth and all that kind of crap, and the, they, they in fact, they, they use the weapon against the humans, and that creates the xenomorphs. Mm-hmm. That I think is still the fucking story. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it. I just, I just, <laughs> I just don't get the point of this fucking tip, you know, like tap dancing yeah. around the whole prequel issue. You know, all it's, these, uh, it, it, it's pointless. It is pointless, especially now. Yeah, it's like. I mean, maybe they, maybe they won't want to lead up to that, but they, they, they they've blown their load now. Yeah, although I th and another reason why it, you just get so excited for it, Alien pre. I mean, the whole all this bullshit aside is that. It's been so long since we've had a good Alien movie. Yes. You know, a Alien and, and Predator are two franchises that should be awesome. Yes, and also and this... And yet they've been pissed on for years and with just bad movies. Maybe that's why it's not an Alien movie, because it's just looking like a hard-ass sci-fi movie. And that's another thing. It's been a really long time since we've... I mean, a really long time since we've had a good R-rated adult science fiction horror. Yes. You know, like, that. that is a very rare breed of film. It doesn't hardly ever gets made these days, you yeah. know. It's like so in that regard, again, it's like you just pump for it. And if there's anyone you'd want to see making that, it's really it's really Scott. Scott. You know, so so that that was the main reason for it. It's just like whoa, yeah, awesome, yes. 
Also, Shirley's Theron wears a really not tight spacesuit. Not a Joss Whedon script in sight. <laughs> <laughs> you leave Joss alone, asshole. Look, I usually do leave Joss alone, but he did write Alien 4. Yes, and then he ripped it off and, you know, reused it for Firefly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did point, someone pointed that out. It's like, oh my god, that makes ex- that total sense. They all line up with the characters from Firefly. Yep, it does. They sure do. But yeah, chill. So no, that's, yes. that's, I'm very, that's, uh... It's August, right? August, is it? Is it? No, actually, I think it's July. Is it? Because but Dark Knight is definitely July. No, it's always June. Oh? Yeah. Okay, then then July is Prometheus. Although Apple were fucking me over. It was technically Friday here when the trailer went up. I mean, it's like, coming this Thursday, they should never, ever do that again. Because I think with the, <laughs> with the, with the Hobbit trailer, yeah. it didn't, it just said, it's coming out attached to Tintin. And there wasn't really a date set with it, as far as I could tell. Yeah, it, just, it, it was up. Yeah, it was just up. I was like, at first I thought it was a typo. Like, what? Yeah. I thought, at, first, at first, I thought it was my something was wrong with me. Yeah, I thought, there's, oh, there's many things wrong with you, but not this. I, I thought like you know, it's like oh, another image. Yeah, or something. No, it's a real trailer. Are you fucking with me? Holy shit! It's, the real <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like someone actually. Because there was no announcement for it. Yes, and that was great. Yeah, because it, it's again they realized there's a global um, what there's a global audience. So like I think it was like three or four o'clock in the afternoon here, right? Mm-hmm. So that suits us perfectly fine. I refreshed fucking Apple's iTunes site about six hundred times on Thursday. <laughs> And I think it went up like 2 a.m. here, like in Friday morning. <laughs> that pissed me off. Uh, it wasn't technically Thursday. Well, what are you going to do? I'm going to write Ridley a very sternly worded letter. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure he'll take it very seriously. Yeah, but yeah, that's, I mean, the scope, it's just the scope and the scale of it are just amazing looking. Yeah, no. And I, we, I, we're going to have to delete all those podcasts we gave out about Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's I true. love them now. <laughs> Although, we see it. actually, like uh, ever since um, Rise of the Planet of the Apes and X Men First Class, yes. I've been singing Fro- Fox's uh, praises. I have been. Yeah, and I've I've gone on record in previous podcasts saying, look, I know I've talked shit about you, <laughs> but you know, come back, all is forgiven. You know, back when you were doing Rise of the Silver Surfer, you deserved all the shit you got. <laughs> you know, but then you came back very nice and tight with Rise of the Planet of the Apes and X Men First Class. You know, you can tell that you're taking shit seriously. Uh, although, <laughs> having said that, uh, I still don't understand why Fox insists on uh, pummeling the Die Hard franchise into the ground. Oh, Jesus. Because, uh, I, do you remember what I told you about Die Hard 5? How like no. they want to do it kind of like an f- action family movie. It's going to be an adventure story, father-son adventure story. And Bruce Willis is also, I mean, you got, it's not just Fox. Bruce Willis is also a, a fucking cunt for... For just like letting them pummel this shit into the ground. Well, then, like, he needs to, the guy wants to build his patio. It's like I didn't, I didn't mind the, I didn't mind the fourth one. I mean, the fourth one, it wasn't, an, it wasn't rated R, and it wasn't, it wasn't brilliant. It has just a long. But at least, but at least it was John McClane sa- saving the fucking day. Yeah. You know, it, at least, there was no fucking son. You know, yeah. the, the daughter was in it, but the daughter pretty much stayed out of the action. It was still John McClane's movie. You know, this is just taking it too far. And yeah. also, the Die Hard, the fifth Die Hard movie is supposed to be directed by John Moore. Who doesn't have a really solid, no. you know, he, you know, he's from the director of Max Payne. Doesn't inspire confidence, you know, you know, from, from the director of the Omen remake, <laughs> from the director of what is it, Flight of the Navigator? Is it, was it Flight of the fucking something? Phoenix. Flight of the Phoenix. Yes, that's right. Mm. Flight of the Navigator. No, no, no. that movie's good. <laughs> did you? Oh, speaking of the Flight of the Navigator, did you see there was a. People just thought somewhere in the US, they just thought the the, the, the army had just given up the hiding shit and just carried the UFO from one place to another. But it was apparently a type of drone with its wings off kind of thing. And it looks exactly like the ship from the Navigator with the sheet over it on the flatbed truck, you know, and they're bringing yeah, it from yeah, place yeah, to yeah, place. Yeah. It looked exactly like that. <laughs> no, I didn't hear about that. No, no, yeah, it was just like, I remember somewhere in the US and there's like, 
some people put up photos and I was like the government is just taking the piss now they're just carrying UFOs all around the place but this, this drone is like fucking huge but it looks just like these, the same kind of teardrop shape which another thing you find weird things online the actual you find model one of the, 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 the fiberglass <laughs> model the, the, the real model they used to act against as opposed to the CG model yeah that's like um, the, the real one is actually sitting somewhere in Disney Park retasked as something else. Like it's part of like Burger Shack or something. And mm-hmm. there's another one around the back which is just slowly falling apart. Which mm-hmm. I think is a shame. I think the world is ready for a flight of Return of the Navigator. You do? I you, do. You, think the world's, you think the world's ready? Yeah, I do. Well, all right then. <laughs> what else do you think the world should have? I think, and I think they need to, it needs to have Pee Wee Herman's voice in it. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, we've got the Dark Knight trailer. So yes, trailer is galore still. Yeah. I mean, you you can you can take this one because I know you were very blown away by it. Well, I was before I saw the premiere. Yes, the trailer. <laughs> now it's just like I'm looking at that picture, of the screen capture I have of the Batwing going. Mm. <laughs> no, it's like okay. Here's my here's my major problem with ha, with, he, ha, oh, ha, he, with the Dark Knight Rises tra- uh, trailer. It's like okay, first of all, the teaser pissed me off. Because uh, this is not not the one that just came out. The, oh, the one where they're just talking and the the, the flying up to the the, you know, the stuff the the the, the one with, the one the with uh, Gordon like in, in the hospital oh, yeah. bed. That one pissed me off because it's just like, well, half of the teaser is shots from Batman Begins. Yeah. Uh, and then it's just, I mean, like I I I, I get it. It's a teaser, but yeah. it's a bit of a piss take. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not even a teaser. It's just like a T. Tease. It's tea. It's weak tea. With a hint of an S. Weak tea. It's weak tea. Uh, with this trailer, it's not to say I didn't like the trailer flat out. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly, there are things that I that I did like. Yeah. Um, it's it's nice to see that, you know, it's nice to see that it's coming to a. It's nice to see that no one's got the balls to actually end a franchise. Yes, and I mean that's the thing for me. It's like uh, this doesn't for me. It doesn't look like a Batman movie. It looks like some crazy fucking thing. Yeah. And like you don't. I mean, well, there's a, there's a few shots of Bruce in the suit, but a lot of it is just you know people looking angsty and chanting and you know it's like. There's no, there's a little bit of fighting and there's some shit blowing up, but it doesn't look like an action movie, it doesn't look like a crime drama, it doesn't look like a drama. You've got Selena Kyle, you know, Anne Hathaway threatening Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Pretty much, which is... And I got no problem with that. But as a result, all of that is like, they've taken every expectation I have and they haven't, you know, there is a guy in a bat suit in it. Yeah. And that's about it. Everything (laughs) else is like, I didn't expect any of this. Now it's awesome. Yeah. No, I mean, like, for all I know... How my I mean I mean like my my feelings towards this trailer is probably not gonna does not reflect how I'm gonna see the film. No, you know the, I mean, I the, the the finished film itself is probably gonna blow me away. Yeah, or at least that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, but in in regards to the trailer, I'm just you know, it, would it? I, I mean I know that this I know that Chris Nolan really wants to root everything in reality and all that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's a fucking comic book movie, and there's not a single moment where you actually smile. In, in watching this, no, you know what I mean. It's like this looks like something that was made by Ken Loach. The best. <laughs> yes, it's Batman's this, kitchen sink drama. This looks so fucking depressing. Yeah, it looks, it looks really depressing. That was a, that's the key to it. It's and, like Michael Caine is basically crying. Why is Michael Caine so sad? He's like, what is this? Um, you're dear to me. Like, you're, you're as dear to me as your I, mother and father. So I told, I told you, mum, dad, that I'll take care of you, yeah. and I'll have it, and I'll have it. <laughs> And it's like you can hear the tears. I mean, that's awesome. That's also awesome. Michael Caine's voice. Yes, yes. But you can hear the tears is, in his voice. And this is the first thing, first line of dialogue <laughs> yeah, you hear in the trailer. You know, well, that wasn't Gordon. The mayor's going to get rid of him next year. He's like, yeah, he's, but he's a war. He's a hero. War hero. 
It's like yeah, everything's going yeah. to shit. It's it's just it's just one of those things where it's like <laughs> I don't know. Would it kill you to have like something in the daytime, maybe like a sun sunshot? That's the thing. There is a sunshot at the end, but they're off. Everyone in the everyone in Gotham is killing each other. It's it's just this weird thing when I was watching it. It's like this looks like the the because of the dialogue that's in it. It looks like it's it's going to crumble under the weight of its own self importance. Mm. That's the only. That's the main thing that, uh, that that concerns me watching this trailer. Like Selena Kyle's dialogue, you know, you could live so large and leave so little for the rest of for us. For the rest of you us. Know? Yeah, it's and like, what? Who, what? You know, and then with Bane, it's like, when Gotham is when Gotham is in ashes, then you have my permission, permission to, to die. die. Do you know what all of this, it, I mean, it all of this... There, I mean, you saw the poster as well, the teaser yeah. poster, and like... It's like... They're fucking doing Nightfall. Yeah, yeah, they're doing Nightfall, and um... I reckon, I reckon Joseph Gordon-Levitt's gonna play Azazel. <laughs> Not Azazel, what was it? Azrael. Azrael. Servant of the Bat. <laughs> and, uh, and what I don't like about that poster is that it makes it look like Batman's cowl is made of ceramic. Well, it wasn't. Remember the first one wasn't quite right, they were hammering on it. That's, that's literally, they just photoshopped that off the film. Yeah, I know. You know when they're, when they're testing it out? Have, have you seen this? The, the new Dark Knight Rises pit poster? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, I need to say, though, Tom Hardy, you do not want to run into him in a dark alleyway. Yeah, he looks pretty fucking big. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he had been working out for Warrior. Yeah. So, you know, he probably didn't have to work out that much more. No. But a lot of people... It's so hard to realize he's the skinny kid from Star Trek Nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird, because even in, in Inception, he's like, he's bulky as well. Mm. I still have to watch Bronson. A lot of people um, were bitching that they couldn't understand what Bane was saying. I understood what he was saying. Fine. Yeah, yeah. People are stupid. You know? And Chris Nolan's just like, I'm, I'm not going to change it. Yeah, he's like, hey, I'm not going to change it. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> the whole movie is like, <laughs> sorry, what, Bane? Sorry, what? <laughs> Batman has to put his ear up here, hand up here, up to his head, his he's ear kills. Like, what? What? Say it again. Louder. I can't hear you. I can't understand. Come on, it hurts to talk like this. Take the goddamn mask off for five fucking minutes. I'll be in my trailer. Come look for me when you learn how to speak. Maybe Bane just leaves memos everywhere. Maybe. Well, like. Dear Bruce, going to kill you soon. Love kisses. Little, Bane. Little post-its all over the back here. <laughs> now, I didn't... I couldn't... I couldn't enhance. enhance yeah, but as, enhance. I was, as I was saying, the, the whole thing I have with this, like with all of the dialogue that I have, and like crumbling over the weight of its own self-importance, I'm reminded of another trilogy that did the same thing, the Matrix trilogy. Yes. You know, it's that it forgot that it was a fun movie. Yeah. And it just became so fucking about its philosophies that it's this that that it crumbled under its the weight of its own self-importance. And I don't know. I, I just get the impression from this one that they really do think they're making Citizen Kane. I reckon. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, Batman. Batman's gonna die in the first ten minutes, and then it's supposed to be a black screen with chanting for the next two hours. <laughs> But, but don't you get that? Don't you get that? Yeah. When you're watching this trailer, it's like Chris Dolan is saying, I'm making the most important film you fuckers will ever see. He's not just <laughs> ending the Batman trilogy. He's going to end it in such a way that the comics end and everything ends. There will never be Batman again. Everyone will be so depressed. <laughs> and, it's, and it's not... And after that, he's like, now finally I can make my musical. Yes. <laughs> we all have which, eight. <laughs> which none of you will understand either. Yeah. But, um... 
what I really want to do now is a fucking music. <laughs> well, no, I'm thinking after this, the time is right to go to Hollywood and pitch a 1960s Batman style. <laughs> I reckon if you update it a little bit, but keep the, you know, where they're literally just two guys having fun and there's no, there's no threat whatsoever. <laughs> I reckon that could work now. Oh, God. The world needs a happier, sunnier Batman. <laughs> Bat repellent and a giant bomb, and some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, does it look like a bad movie? Of course not. No. The movie's probably going to be awesome. I just hope that they don't forget to make it fun as yeah. well. That's my main concern from everything that I've seen, is that this looks so fucking, uh, you know, like self-righteously... Dire. Yeah, but then again, I mean, there's what? There's like fucking the bat. Batwing is chasing two fucking tumblers, and the tumblers have tank cannons on them. Mm-hmm. The end. I mean, the action's gonna be awesome anyway. Yeah, no, it's it's gonna have the action, but it's like it's. I just hope you know you know what I'm trying to say, right? I just like. Yeah. I hope they don't me- forget to make it fun. Everyone's gonna come out and just take up fucking heroin because they're so depressed. <laughs> oh, there was also a German Avengers trailer, but eh. no. <laughs> <laughs> After that week, it was like, so you're just showing the same trailer with maybe 30 seconds of new 30 footage? 30 seconds? No, yeah. less than 30 and seconds. And also, is it German? <laughs> oh, that's just the hammer. It's a gentleman. Yeah, Thor laughing in German. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a weird summer. <laughs> so, uh, the uh, another, I mean, hopefully this will lighten things up. The Expendables 2 trailer. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this was before The Dark Knight, so it seems like a distant memory now, yeah, yeah, watching yeah. this and being like all pumped and shit. If you want to call it a trailer, it was more more like, meet the cast. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, but that what, was awesome. But what a cast. Yeah. <laughs> Although it was and Van Damme, wasn't it? No, also, also Van Damme, Van Damme. Yeah. with Willis and Schwarzenegger. But you see them firing off shit. I don't know whether that's going to be a prequel, uh, not prequel, a flashback or something like that, but they're in the, they're in the shit. They're in the shit. And that looks awesome. That does look awesome. It's nice to see Arnold with a big fucking gun. Yes. <laughs> but although, then watching although, that, I was thinking like Arnold's hairstyle makes him look like a middle like a like a middle-aged le- dyke. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was watching that, the only thing I could think of, this guy held political office. Yeah. I mean, we we live in for Earth too. You know, for two, for two terms. There's a normal there's a normal universe out there where that kind of thing doesn't happen, and we're in the other universe where they can be, actors can become governors for fucking two terms and then go back into action movies and no one back to Ireland. Yeah, <laughs> that's that is kind of weird, right? It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's America. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. For Expendables three, they're gonna get Bill Clinton in it. <laughs> I, well, I'd totally go and see that. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Just playing the sax. Actually, seeing as we're uh, on the oh, I've got a job for you boys. <laughs> and the poster as well. You see the poster? Bar- Barney Ross. <laughs> <laughs> you some bitch. <laughs> the ones that the, you speak. Actually, of- while we're on the subject of Expendables too, yeah, I just have to say this. I found it very funny. Uh, this, the, the headline in uh, www.worstpreviews.com reads Apparently, there was so much manliness on the Bulgarian set of The Expendables 2 that thousands of local bats have been forced to relocate. Oh, really? I thought you were going to say thousands of local women spontaneously became pregnant. No, this is it. This is the quote. Several thousand bats are missing from the Devechka cave since, our, ate them. since our latest count in January when the visible colonies numbered 33,800 bats, said Boyan Petrov of the Museum of Natural History. A rough count after the sequel started filming has dropped to 8,500 bats. Quote, never before have we counted less than 10,000 bats in wintertime. <laughs> <laughs> that must be an awesome job. One. Yeah. Two. Eight, 
Expert, expert Antonia Hubencheva said the animals were subjected to stress, loud noise from heavy machinery and construction works, bright projector lights, and, and crowds of people which kept them awake during a period when they should have been hibernating. Wasn't there an accident on set? It's like, quote, these bats were badly harmed. They were scattered, scared, chased, woken up. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't there an accident on set? The headline, the headline reads, Arnold, Sylvester, and Bruce destroyed bat colonies. <laughs> <laughs> on the Expendables 2 set. <laughs> they did, he didn't destroy them, they kidnapped them so Van Damme and Norris would have food. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be in the movie? You gotta eat 8,000 bats. <laughs> but speaking, there's another, there's another picture coming out from Morse Stallone called Bullet did, to the Head. Did, did, did you know that uh, Chuck Norris was actually in all the Star Wars movies? He played the Force. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't heard that one. Uh, I think my favorite is still, you know, uh, Chuck Norris doesn't sleep. He waits. What is this? 2008? My, my, my favorite is that Chuck Norris has destroyed the periodic table. Yeah. He now only believes in the element of pain. <laughs> <laughs> if at first you don't succeed, then you are not Chuck Norris. <laughs> That's not. A, there's no such thing as a total eclipse. There's only. There's only Chuck Norris when he moons the sun. <laughs> but we, you talked about uh, Ernie's hair there. Did you see the picture from Stallone's new movie, Bullet to the Head? Yes. Because he's got a. He's got a kind of a pompadour thing going on. He's yeah. got like the Bernie Ross haircut is terrible, but it's, it looks like his natural limp, wet old hair. Yes. Whereas this is wiggy, as fuck. I mean, he's got a kind of a quiffy thing going this on. This looks like a gay music video. Yes. <laughs> and it's got Jason. It, and I think that's Jason Momoa. It is Jason Momoa. Yeah. <laughs> Momoa. Momoa. Yeah. I finally saw Conan. Oh? Yeah. It would have been so much better if he didn't open his mouth. Whenever he... No, the problem is, whenever he... Whenever Jason Momoa spoke... <clears throat> whenever he spoke, he sounded like very contemporary... Yeah. He didn't sound like a Sumerian. Sa- yeah, hey, he sounded Hawaiian. He sounded, he sounded like a dude in fucking Venice Beach. Yeah. <laughs> Kid Conan, however, was awesome, right? Kid Conan was awesome. I'll, I'll, Nickelodeon need to make the further adventures yeah. of Kid Conan. Le- Leo Howard, yeah, that, he's awesome. Yeah, he's also Young Snake Eyes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that kid's awesome. We've had this conversation. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just thought I'd bring that up, seeing as we were talking about Expendables too. I was very impressed by that. These fuckers, they destroyed. <laughs> again, all these other trailers. Oh, th- there was again more trailers. So the Ghost Rider one was okay, but apparently that's getting re- that got really bad reviews after uh, the Button Thumb, the Ain't It Cool screenings. Although someone said, someone did say that one of the one of the kind of cool guys did yeah, say that it might have been just because what came after was so good because they watched like three or four movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think maybe Tintin was one of them or something like that. Yeah. Because Tintin it still they only came out in the US this week, right? Yeah. Um, but I enjoyed that trailer. It's a good looking trailer for Ghost Rider. Yeah. It's a good looking trailer. I mean, <laughs> I how, how bad can it be? You know yeah, it's mean? the guys from Cranky yeah. Ghost Rider. It's, it can't be as bad as the last one, right? No, it can't be. Oh, and there's that one scene of when he's mo- driving the motorbike and his face starts changing. Yeah, and, that, that and Nicolas cool. Cage just looks like, yeah! he's freaking out, and then his face slowly changes. Uh, you know, I recently watched uh, that YouTube thing again of uh, Nicholas, all the Nicolas Cage freakouts. Freak I'm a vampire, I'm a vampire. What am I, a fucking retard? Am I a fucking retard? <laughs> <laughs> No, not the bees in my mouth. They're in my mouth. The bees. I think he got confused between dialogue and. Fucking Nicholas Cage. He's so awesome. Um. 
They're going the whole angle. <laughs> you know, I, I, I would have kind of liked to have seen Nicolas Cage play Superman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the kryptonite is in my mouth. Oh, oh, not the kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just being fucking weird. <laughs> when he gets, when he gets like, when the kryptonite necklace is on him. <laughs> <laughs> what am I a fucking retard? Huh? Am I a fucking retard? <laughs> that bit when he jumps, he's jumping up and down on the bed. <laughs> Hang on, I'm gonna put that up. There's a Nicholas Cage. I gotta take a note. Nicholas Cage freakouts. If yeah. you have, if you haven't seen it, it is pretty good. You should check it and out. And it's got like really portentous music in the background as yeah, well. Yeah, it yeah. slowly builds up over the whole thing. What's, I was trying to remember what's that music from. It's like a, it's, it's Inception or something along those lines. No, it's not Inception. Of, but it's along that kind of. It's thing. not Inception. I can't remember what it is, but it's just worth checking out. Yeah. Um. So there's a new Paranorman trailer. Did you see that? Looks fun. The guys who made Caroline. Have you seen Caroline? No, I haven't seen Caroline. You should see Caroline. You've seen Caroline. Yeah. It's good, isn't it? It's really nice. But um, yeah, it's a, it's not Aardman. Who was it? Who did it? It's uh, Peter Selleck, right? Hmm. Peter Selleck. Henry. Like, Henry. Henry Selleck. Selleck. Yeah. But this is a, this is a, guy, a kid who can see dead people, and, but it's, it's kind of awesome looking, mm-hmm. and it's got that still you know cloth feel to the. To, it looks like Carlin, so it looks really sweet and fun and cool. And um, another trailer that came out was Jack the Giant Killer. Did you see that? Yes, I saw this. So is this the movie that Brian Singer didn't you know did instead of doing other shit like X Men yep, or whatever? Yep, yeah. yeah, I mean. It's bizarre. Although Nicholas Holt looks weird. He does look weird. He doesn't look like a leading man. He doesn't look cool like he's looked in other movies. No. He looks like... He he's looks got a weird... I think that, that he, hairdo does not suit he looks, him. He looks a little bit like a fag. Yeah. <laughs> you would know. <laughs> oh, I would totally know that. Uh, fucking actors. No, but, but it looks... It kind of looks bad. Yeah. It looks bad. It doesn't look that good. It, it doesn't look bad. It doesn't look like a fun action movie. I mean, Amy McShane looks awesome in all his armor because it's good to be the king. You know, it's. I, I just. I remember. I remember. Like, I'm watching the trailer and I just. You couldn't... can sum it up by Ewan McGregor's hair. Have you seen? You saw that? Yeah. I didn't realize it was him. Yeah. I thought it was one of the kids from Glee or something because it's the middle fucking ages. Everyone's covered in shit, and he's got Dax wax. Because he's got. He's got. Like... He's got Johnny Swayze hair. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's got Johnny Swayze hair. And awesome armor and like. Hey, how's it going, buddy? No, but all of the like all of the uh, like uh, with Perfect. the lights and all that stuff, it's like it's like a fucking whole Monty Python and the Holy Grail. It looks yeah, yeah, yeah. It look it doesn't look like it's meant to be taken seriously. No, I hope. And yet, Brian Singer always makes stuff you're supposed to take seriously. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And and it was just I'm watching it and all I could think is why, why, dear God, why? What, what is the fuck? You know, I I. I didn't even like Jack and the fucking Beanstalk when I was a kid. Yeah. Why would I like it now? You know? Although his cat talks to him, which looks good. You know, he's like, he's like yeah, yeah. whatever you do, don't get these beans let wet. Unfortunately, he lives in the most leaky. He might as well be standing outside. Yeah. The house is so fucking wet. <laughs> uh, but I mean, some of the giants look good, but... Why could he put it in a drawer? Yeah. <laughs> Why does he leave it out on the floor? <laughs> It's just simple logic things like yeah, that. Yeah. It's like, what are you, a fucking retard? <laughs> put it in a container. Yeah, put in it in a drawer. In a jar. In a jar, perhaps. Maybe one of those bell jars. They had those at that time. I saw jars in the house. Yeah. Why didn't you put them in one of those motherfuckers? <laughs> Why you leave it on the fucking That's floor? That's the thing, like he said, he looks like, he looks fucking stupid. He's really like, I think Jack is, I think maybe the whole plot is that Jack's an idiot and the plot revolves around him. <laughs> 
They should have done it like that. They should have had him be a fucking idiot. Yeah. He's like a local, he's like an idiot, a village idiot yeah. who becomes a hero. Yeah. I would be totally into that. You should pitch that. We should pitch that. Yeah. What kind of idiot though? Yeah. You see, there's there's so many kind uh, like something about Mary type Jack of Black can't play the role. He no, no. Jack Black should just stop acting for a while, I think. Well, I'll get to him later in The Muppets and he does all right in that. Well, it's a cameo. Mm, it's a bit more in the cameo. Oh, really? Okay. It's a bit all more right. in the cameo, a bit less in the beat. But, um... Oh, Jesus. Uh, more trailers. <laughs> we don't know anything else that's going on in the movie world. It's just trailers, trailers, trailers. Um, so the more we go down this list, like, these are all notes from, like, three, four weeks ago. It's getting, like, really don't care. Men in Black 3. The trailer. Was the, the trailer. Men in Black 3. Yeah. It's like... I mean, one thing is that Will Smith looks the exact same as he did in the original movie. I mean, never mind getting Josh Brolin to play a younger version. They cloned Will Smith and just got him, like, eighth until that age. No, he really, he's, he looks exactly... Careful, that's the mic. He looks exactly the fucking same. Yeah, I, I don't know how... Maybe they do something with his ears, but his ears look like they stick out more in this. I maybe think it's that stupid haircut, because that haircut, no, that haircut screams early 2000s. <laughs> I didn't think there was something that defined the early 2000s, because I thought, you know... There's so many niche markets and everyone does their own little thing. But I, no, his haircut is 2002. I wasn't blown away by the trailer, but, no. having, but having said that... Josh Brolin looks awesome. Josh Brolin does look awesome, and this is a movie I want to see. Really? It is. I want to see this, because I, I really like the first one. Mm. I, I wasn't crazy about the second one, no. but I really like the first one, and if they can make it more like the first... I was thinking I'm, that, but I'm then for he's it. still doing the, the shouty thing. I mean, it's like, you've been a man in black, man in black for a while now. He's only doing the shouty thing when he jumps off the building. Uh, and most like, oh hey, you know, where's 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 Kay, huh? You know? No, because like uh, it's you know he's woken up and shit is not as it was. No, and what's that's her name? That's, uh, that's, that's how that's how right? that's how that's how Will Smith shows concern. It's like Shouting. he raises his voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's either really loud or really soft. Yeah. And on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> on the it's phone. like but yeah, when he's like when he's when he's really upset. He's on the phone. He's, when, he's, when he's not on the phone, he's really loud. <laughs> when he's trying to talk to people when he's really upset, he gets very loud. When he's very upset when he's, when he's talking on the phone, he's very soft. Didn't you watch Seven Pounds? No, there, I couldn't there, be there, asked. Yeah, there you go. When he, it opens with him on the phone, and he's really upset, and he's really quiet. <laughs> but then, yeah, but then in later scenes, when he's not on the phone, he starts like shouting at people. I mean, the one moment I did like in it, which was uh, when... He dies he, at the end. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about jellyfish, right? Yeah, he, 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 he jellyfishes himself to death so he can give different parts of his, his body to different people. Wow, I didn't really think I could give less of a fuck about that. <laughs> That's one of those memes online. Someone keeps taking snippets, like have screenshots, you, you, screenshots from the old heard, Spider-Man have cartoon. You, have you heard Mark Commode's review of Seven Pounds? Yes. You should. It's cool. yeah, 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 I've heard the all. The one where he's like talking about how when he went in, they gave him this thing. Please do not tell anyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, "Oh, I really want to see this." Yeah, yeah. And then I saw it. It's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Although having said that, he is good in it. Okay. Will Smith is very good in that film. Well, that was his worthy. That was again. He was being worthy after in happiness and shit like that, right? It was like Oscar bait. That's the, yeah. That, but that Will Will Smith. He, that's not, that's one of my issues with him is that you can always tell when he's trying to go for that Oscar mm. because he's doing a non-commercial film and he's not shouting. <laughs> he's being quiet. Wait, there's no there's no special effects in this movie. He wants an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> Will, oh, Smith, Will Smith only does two kinds of movies. Yeah, yeah. Special effect movie, Oscar. Yeah. Where's my Oscar? I'm, I'm waiting for my Oscar. Ah, oh, fuck you, I'll do a special effects movie. Yeah. 
Well, I'm waiting for my Oscar. Yeah. I mean, they need to just put him together, him being quiet, and uh, fat Russell Crowe in a movie, and it's, it's like, like Oscar, Oscar gold. <laughs> you know, it's like we just like all of his Oscar movies can be summed up under one phrase: "I really want to be Denzel. <laughs> <laughs> I am Denzel Washington. Fresh Prince, no more." <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was. It was. It, Don't it, make me keep putting out rap albums. <laughs> I am the master of PG rap. Um, he is the master of PG rap, actually. Fucking never, never. He never fucking did a dirty, dirty fucking album. No. <laughs> He's like the Lincoln Park of rap. Um, this is a little off topic. Do you have any idea what happened to Two Life Crew? I was in the shower the other day. It was a new Two Life Crew. <laughs> no, I was listening to a podcast where they talked about this for a good 20 minutes. <laughs> for no reason. I was, I was in the shower the other day and I just suddenly started thinking about Two Life Crew. I was like, what happened to them? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, never mind. But they did form a new Two Life Crew. Oh, they did? Yeah, but it was like Diet Pepsi. I was like New Coke because no one liked it. So, like Millie Vanilli? Yeah. Okay. Dude, I nothing to fucking Travis. And... <laughs> That's what I was saying. Yeah, uh, Cabin in the Woods. Did I, didn't, the I, I didn't watch this because I heard that this was a massive spoiler-filled it, trailer. Yeah, I mean, all we've seen of Cabin in the Woods, Joss Whedon's movie that's been parked I, I like the poster. Yes. The poster's cool. The poster is, well, that's because they just basically took a photo of the house from um, Evil Dead and put it in a red filter, which is cool. It's cool. Yeah. I got no problem with it. And it's not that movie. Oh, it isn't? No. That, that, book, that house doesn't do that? Uh, it, <laughs> it's not red. The house isn't a Rubik's Cube? No. <laughs> Oh yeah, the, oh, that, that post, the, the previous post, the, the only post, the, the post we had for the last two years while I was sitting in a can somewhere was the red post of the house. Oh. But, no, no, yeah, no, now it's the floating no, one. Now it's the floating this one. This is a sci-fi movie. It's like a Rubik's Cube. This is a sci-fi movie. Yes, yes, this is, this is Yeah, I mean, so it's yeah. like, it's, it's someone, you know, they've been stopped in the cabin. Mm-hmm. But they've been stopped by science. You see, I don't want to know this. <laughs> <laughs> it is very giveaway. It's one of those things where it's like, have they just done a lovely bones on this or is there more? Because it, it starts going saw, as in there's a jigsaw kind of character uh, orchestrating shit, mm-hmm. but then it goes like way beyond that, and I won't say anymore. Okay. But you know, it looks interesting. I was like, well, I was like, I was, I was like, I was gonna check out the trailer, but yeah. then uh, one of the the websites. But then was, all the other trailers came out. <laughs> yeah, no, and also the uh, the 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 headline on uh, I think it was a collider, a rope of silicon, kind I of think, where they did say it's very there's don't watch this trailer if you have any interest in yes. seeing. I mean, seeing a cold will be fun. Yeah, I'd say, but I can never do that now. Fuck. It's like after the double. It's like that, that that Richard Gere Topher Grace film. That trailer. I mean, what? It, it just the, remember that the movie of Richard Gere and Topher Grace. What? It was a Cold War spy spy movie with uh, Martin Sheen, who's uh, the direct directorial debut of the guy who wrote Wanted. Did this come out? Yeah, it came out. And but the trailer came out, and the trailer told you the entire story. Oh really? The entire story. Like who's the killer? This must have been in my <laughs> like mind. everything. Yeah. I didn't see this at all. Yeah, I talked about it on the podcast. You were drunk. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, uh, another one then was The Escape from MS1, which was previously called Luck, Luck, Lockout. Yeah, I haven't seen this. I can't be fucked. It's um, <laughs> Luke Besson's Europa Corps. Um, this looks fun. Like, it, like the, first, like it, the first trailer was very, very clever trailer, where it just has um, Guy Pearce being like interrogated, basically. And it's like, what happened in that room? And it's, um, it's Monk interviewing. Mm, Tony Pearce. Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub. It's like, what happened in that room? And he's like, well, you know, it was coupon night and I was trampolining your wife. Wham! He gets punched in the face. And as he goes to the side, his name pops up. And as he comes back, his head is in front of the title. Oh. So that's quite sweet. That's quite, quite nice. Quite a little nice effect. Then it kind of, unfortunately, when it cuts to some of the sci-fi shit, the effects look a bit shit. Yep, yep. Um, but it's basically Escape from um, Prison Planet in Space. You know, the president's daughter is there. Uh, it's Maggie Grace and he's got to go. I mean, they're calling it Taken in Space. It's Fortress. Yeah. Only, yeah. Every, only Guy Pierce is playing... Bruce Willis from Die Hard, mm-hmm. only even more snappy. 
if, the, if such a thing was possible. Like, it is a lot of snappy jokes. The moment in the trailer, which I really like, was they're crawling through an air vent and he clearly has no fucking clue what he's doing. Like, there's, there's plenty of moments in the trailer where he's like, I should have fucking gone to college and just trying to blow shit up and all this kind of stuff. And they're basically crawling through some air vents and Maggie Gray says, do you know, are we, we're lost. You said you knew the way. And it's like, oh, well, at least, we're, don't worry, at least we're, we're perfectly safe. They fall through the vents, land on the ground, and the camera is behind a table and it comes up over the table to where they're on the opposite side. Mm-hmm. And as it comes over it, he's lying on his back and she's landed face down on his crotch. Yeah. Uh, that, I think that sums up the, the tone they're going for. It's Luc Besson. Yes. Right, he's producing, he's not directing. Well, you know, it's... Luc Besson. Luc Besson. Yeah. <laughs> I watched The Fifth Element last night. Yeah, that's an awesome movie. <laughs> in, in high def on a big screen, the effects still sound up. No, that, that's a great looking movie. Yeah. I love Fifth Element. I think it's his best film. Oh, I, mean, I mean, aside from Leon. Yeah. You know, like Leon's one of those movies, it's like, you know, when you talk about Francis Ford Coppola, you want to talk about his movies, you just got to put The Godfather aside. You know, yeah. It's like, you know, say, it's just one of those things. Although once you put the Godfather aside, you're kind of like not left with much, except for the conversation. Yeah. The conversation, conversation, Godfather, and Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Everything else he did really sucked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll go just quickly through this. Battleship Two trailer, which again just looks retarded. I mean, that's this year's Joe. Well, ha- having said that, I really want to see this. <laughs> I really want to see this. This, uh, I mean, like, I was never really that into the game, the, the board game. <laughs> I really don't give a fuck about the board game. B6, hang on, just move my button, we'll just pick it up. Wait, you can just pick it up and move like, it, no one would know. You suck, well, you gotta be honest. Which is why I had no interest in the game. I mean, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, I gotta, no, fuck Hang on, you. I, fill, I fill the entire board with pegs. Where's your battleship? It's in my pocket. It's like, no, no, you <laughs> it's didn't It's a hit. pocket battleship. No, you didn't hit me. You didn't hit me. I fucking hit you! Yeah! <laughs> I win! I can see. <laughs> give me your sister's number. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> This, I, I, I was kind of like indifferent with, with the teaser. Yeah. With this trailer, this looks fucking insane. It looks like Transformers 4. Yeah, but better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it looks like Transformers, but it looks better. Yeah. It looks like a, it looks like a good Transformers movie. Yeah. And. Um, but there's, there's, I mean, they're having to do a lot of contrivances so that they can have naval warfare with aliens. I mean, there seems to be a big shield that no one can get out of, and like. They, we don't show up on their radar apparently and they don't show up on ours and so it's like literally all these things where it's literally like well we can see our ships it's just, I know, but they it's came just, all the way from another planet and they can't just lose you know laser the whole fucking lot I don't know it's just one of those things where I'm just like I'm just watching it and I'm like <laughs> yeah, I don't give a I don't give a fuck how they <laughs> just hurry up and fight <laughs> that's really and if it delivers on that level, yeah. I'll be pretty happy. Yeah. Although there is one thing that um, kind of concerns me. They were interviewing Peter Berg, mm. who is a director whose work I admire. Mm-hmm. He hasn't done a he hasn't done a single film I don't like. Mm. Uh, but he did sort of cite Battle Los Angeles. Yeah, I mean it has that look. It does have that look, but I just hope I just hope it's a lot easier to watch because there are bits of Battle Los Angeles where I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> It's like, what is, all I see is smoke and debris. Uh, I mean, I can't that, that, was, that was flawed in its, in its last act. Like, I thought like, it was pretty good. Yeah, I can't tell what's what. What yeah. is going on? But yeah, I mean, just to watch these people just blow the shit out of each other, it looks pretty fun. I was going to say this is the last trailer we look at, but there's fucking three more. Um, the G.I. Joe Retaliation trailer came out. Um, it looks fun. The Rock looks like he's, I mean, the, the trailer is introduced by The Rock being serious. It's like... And now exclusively you'll see the new trailer for uh, G.I. Joe Retaliation. And then he breaks into the biggest shit-eating grin ever. He is so happy to be in this fucking movie. I can't, I mean, 
I cannot imagine any. I mean, being in this, being in a movie like this, is another way of saying. I'm a toy. <laughs> no, but this is. I used to play with me when I was a child. This, this is what America aspires to. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean that in the best and worst possible way. You know. Yeah. Bruce Willis looks honored to be in this. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's like there's only one man we can trust. Hugh Bruce Willis sitting on the back of a flatbed, letting shit fucking fly. <laughs> It's like, did you just wander in from the Expendables trailer? Bruce Willis is just like, I am a national treasure. Yeah. And this is the confirmation. He does, he does have a nice line where it's like, you know, they, they, they kill all these motherfuckers. Like, and whoever's driving says, like, are you all right? He says, you okay? She says, okay, you okay? He says, well, cholesterol's a little high. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> You're expecting him to put the shit, ow! You know, like CSI style. <laughs> but it does look like fun. Yeah, I mean, Cobra Commander is breaking out the the the, yeah, old, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the old school thing, and you know, I forgot too many. You know, it's literally the, the, the Joes, which every time anyone says that we must kill the Joes, it's so although, fucking. Although weird. I am kind of ups, I am kind of upset that Joseph Gordon Levy is not playing Cobra Commander yeah, anymore. I, I, I am kind of upset by that. Well, I don't know. I didn't say anything. He's not doing it, dude. No, no, I know that, but it is. He's a serious. He's got a serious fucking career. But I didn't say anything about Destro. I don't think Destro's in it. I, I think uh, Christopher Eccleston doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that would want to come back for this. No, well, I mean, he gave up with Doctor Who, gave up that Doctor was it, which was a steady paycheck to do yeah. this. And also, you, you did hear that uh, what, like, he didn't enjoy doing Doctor Who. Oh, really? Yeah, he didn't enjoy it at all. No? You can check out, like, he's got, like, quotes. He's like, basically, like, saying that he just didn't like the environment and fucking mm. fuck this. Well, know? they were cheap as fuck. Yeah. But, um, what was, who was the channel of us who was back in it? Oh, but basically, this whole thing is Snake Eyes the movie, though. I mean, there's a nice moment. All, this movie, all the trailers basically look at this dude. He's a badass. When they like the Joes have been well, disavowed because no one can do their fucking job properly unless they've been fired. Yeah. Saying you know, <laughs> hand in your gun badge. No one, no one in any kind of uh, action type job can do it unless they've been. Di- I mean, the MI, we'll get to MI4. Yeah. Disavowed. Disavowed. You never see them do that because their day job is just sitting around watching monitors all fucking day. <laughs> yeah. He's handing over the stuff now. Go get him. Yeah. Arrest. Job done. <laughs> Yeah, but, um, they're generally shit when they're doing their job. Yeah, yeah. People get killed. Yeah. Emilio Estevez gets fucking fucked oh, in the face. Yeah. But um, there's a nice, there's a moment of snake guys walking along, and he's in like 1600 chains, but they also have the poles around the neck yeah. because in case he bites them through his suit. <laughs> and there's a whole thing with ninjas on ropes at the end. Like there's a lady snake guys in. I don't know yeah. what her fucking character name is. Is it Jinx? Uh, I think it's Jinx. Yeah. Uh, if you if you remember the animated movie, uh, she was in it. Yeah, and uh, I I told you about this, but basically I thought about this before. But basically, you know what's his name? Channing Tatum's in it for a bit. Says, oh, they're, they're early, and then all shit blows up, and then there's three people standing around, none of which is Channing Tatum, and The Rock says we're the only ones left. So I reckon Channing Tatum's doing a cameo. Uh, no, I reckon I reckon he's doing more than a cameo because there is this little small little bit where you see him underwater and you see the bullets flying past him, and he's just sort of waiting. So, mm. uh, I reckon he's going to have a little bit more. You, come on, man, he's Duke! I know, <laughs> but who's Flint? Flint is some fucker, he gets blown to shit. <laughs> I had Duke, he wore a hat. I, um, I had Flint. Uh, <laughs> Duke didn't wear a hat, he wore a helmet. Yeah, he was a little, you know, but it kept on Flint, over, Flint, over his blonde. Flint was the faggot with the beret. Ah. <laughs> I liked Hawk. 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 Hawk just looked cool. Yeah. Yeah. They were the, they were the normal looking Joes. General Hawk. They were the normal looking Joes and then everyone else was just fucking insane. Yeah. No, no, the thing I was upset about is that <laughs> I just really wanted to see, I just really wanted them to keep the whole Yo Joe! <laughs> Maybe Brendan Fraser gets iced at the beginning of it. <laughs> Brendan Fraser is bazooka. <laughs> Best casting ever. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, there's, there's two more trailers. Um, Rock of Ages, did you see the trailer for that? Yeah. Fuck this movie. Weird. I mean, musicals are weird Fuck anyway, this but this is like. Oh, fat I, Alec Baldwin I, I, and, and, I, I, and, and, and. What's his name? Tom Cruise? No. Oh, I'm English. Uh, oh, Russell Brand? Yeah. <laughs> Russell Brand is just becoming increasingly more annoying in, in every fucking. Yeah. And it's like, what, they run a bar and it's like they're doing all the songs of the fucking rock songs and then. What's his name? Tom Cruise just looks weird. He looks weird. He looks gay. Yeah. He looks really gay. It's, uh, <laughs> it's like, you've just fucking scratched out all of your Mission Impossible efforts. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, what is it? It's, it's the rock and roll romance is trolled through the heart-pounding hits of no. Def Leppard, Joan Jett, Journey, Foreigner, Bon Jovi, Oreo Speedwagon, Twisted Sister, Poison, Whitesnake, and more. You know what? I got no problem with the music. The music's yeah. awesome. Just the movie My, looks like shit. The movie looks terrible. <laughs> it looks like some fucking Glee fan yeah. has decided to... Rock it up a bit. Auto-tune 80s rock, and it, look, it just it looks fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I got no problem with the cast. I got no problem with you know with with the music. None of that. I got no problem with all the '80s shit. I'm, I love '80s music, but just the way they've done it. Yeah. It looks like a really bad fucking Glee ripoff. Yeah. Musicals are weird. I don't like it. They're weird. I don't mind. Yeah. You know, I don't mind good ones. Mm. <laughs> um, I think we'll finish off the news now with the trailer for Sasha Baron Cohen's The Dictator. This looks like shit. Yes, it looks this, like now, this looks like the Love Guru. It looks like uh, it looks like the Love Guru made which set, also which made, also had Ben Kingsley. Yes, and that's again, it's like not a single quality anymore. But then again, he did Hugo, and he's getting kudos for that. I mean, the guy is fucking schizo. I think there's t- yeah. there's two Ben Kingsley. <laughs> I just remember Sasha Baron Cohen's and Hugo. He's getting kudos for that. Yeah, yeah. Remember that scene in Love Guru where. Ben Kingsley pours boiling water in his fucking ears. <laughs> I just remember being cross-eyed. What was his fucking name? It's so stupid. It's like, you are fucking Gandhi! What? Have some fucking poise! Jesus Christ! What is it, you cunt face? <laughs> oh, no! Oh, I managed to get that out of my head. Thanks. Oh, what is it, you cunt face? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it looks bad. Yeah. It looks really bad, you know. I mean, there's there's some glimmers of hope when Megan Fox turns up, and she's the best thing in the trailer. And it's just like, you know, when your glimmer of hope in the trailer is, is Megan, Megan Fox. Fox turning up or playing herself, yeah, <laughs> as a high class hooker. And as well, <laughs> calling it the dictator. I mean, the dictator was the Charlie Chaplin movie, right? Yeah, the, the great dictator. The great that was a great dictator. Oh man, it's just. I don't know, what the it fuck looks is, bad. Yeah, it looks pretty damn bad. Reviews. Reviews. Why don't you kick it off? Alright, I'll start with The Thing since I saw it a while ago. Mm-hmm. That's The Thing 2011, not The Thing 1984. Four. No. Was it 1984 or 1982? 82. No, 82, sorry. 82. So, this is a remake slash. Re- it's a requel. Yeah. Um, so, basically, if you haven't seen The Thing, go watch it for now, the original one. Um, the original one was all these guys stuck in the Antarctic and they find something in. They find something in the ice and slowly takes them over. And uh, <laughs> Kurt Russell is just being a badass. Um, in this one, it's, it's, it's telling the story of the Norwegian research station where at the very start of the thing is basically a helicopter chasing a dog. Mm-hmm. Benton! 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 Jesus Christ! Benton! But are there actual Norwegians in it? Because in the trailer, I yes. didn't see any Norwegians. The spin, the finish. I mean, you haven't, you haven't watched Community, right? You've only seen one or two episodes? Yeah. One of the guys, uh, yeah, I mean, the, uh, Joel, no, Joel Edgren's kind of cool, but I think it's Eric Christian Olsen is one guy who's playing research scientist, and in Community, he plays shirtless douche. Yeah. So it's really hard to take him as, he's kind of like, Mary Elizabeth Winston is the main character in this, you know, and yeah. it, it, it kind of fucks with it a bit because they come and get her to investigate this thing. So the word is out, you know, they found something, people know about it. It's not just the guys in the Arctic, which is kind of weird. 
and uh, Joel Edgerton is Edgerton is the helicopter pilot, very very much shades of Kurt Russell's character. Yeah. Um, and they go out there, they find the they find something in the ice, this massive spaceship, and just outside it there's the block of ice, and. Um, but yeah, it's hard to think of this guy as a research scientist doing science when he's like he was basically playing hacky sack all the time in Community with shirt off, and they just kept talking about his nipples. <laughs> so it's it's a bit hard to buy him as that. Um, there's a guy in it. Who is the fuck? I think it's not Eric Thompson, but there is there is a lot of the guys like there's Jorgen Langhille and Jan Gunnar Reise and Stig Henrik Hoff. So those guys are definitely not local. <laughs> so I mean, there there is the people that are speaking in Finnish in it and are Finnish or Norwegian in Norwegian. There are like, sections of it where there's, where there's one guy, Lars, who's kind of cool, who's the guy who's in the helicopter, mm-hmm. who doesn't speak. You know, at the beginning of the original thing, when they arrived at the American base, they don't speak English. Mm-hmm. He's that guy, and he doesn't speak English. And they make that a kind of a cool point. He's got a cool partnership with Mary Elizabeth Winston. I mean, she's cool in it, but it is such... Like, it is a remake. It is the exa- almost the exact that's what same I, that's thing. That's what I hear. That's what yeah. I hear. I mean, there's a hell of a lot more of them, I think. There's more of the, the, the random guys to die. Mm-hmm. But there's one guy in particular who just plays a massive fucking asshole. Like, this guy who's literally... Twir- the guy who's, like, researching it is literally twirling his moustache. He's like, oh, no, we must take a sample. But well, that's a bit dangerous. Do it anyway. <laughs> you know? Or, oh, uh, we don't know. Yeah, we should segregate ourselves. And they don't have the blood test scene. It's basically the thing can't recreate um, artificial things. Yeah. So they're fillings. Yeah. And if you don't have fillings, he's like, but the people are being dicks about it. Instead of just saying, oh, yeah, I don't have any fillings. They're like, what are you doing? Uh, uh. Or, you know, even the guys who do have fucking fillings and they're in their mouth and we know they're not the thing. They wait for like five, they're like, they, they hum and haw for five minutes like they've got some weird complex about their mouth where you just go, look, ah, nothing, nothing, don't, 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 don't burn me, don't burn me, don't burn, don't burn me, Jesus. <laughs> you know? Because there's kind of, it's that forced tension in it. And one of the things is also, it's interesting that in between reviewing it, ADI effects have been releasing little videos. There's that one about the Green Goblin from the original. Yeah, is it was this uh, what you were telling me about? How because uh, initially the the initial set reports were talking a lot about how they were going back to the the style of the original, which is practical, you know, practical, practical effects, effects. And which to this day in the original still hold up oh, amazingly. Fantastically. I mean, you know, even even though I know what's gonna happen, I still squeal like a fucking little bitch when when the arms when the, when the doctor gets his fucking arms bitten up. Yeah, by the chest. By the chest. And when the head just goes off, I think one of the guys goes, "What the fuck?" He's like, <laughs> You've heard you you you've heard how they did that. Yeah, yeah, they had a, yeah, a, a guy, 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 guy with, with no arms. Industrial accident. Yeah. <laughs> but um. You know, they slowly get picked off one by one. Mary Elizabeth Winston figures out what's going on. Is, uh, is Rob Bottin at all involved in this? I don't think so. Oh, okay. But so this ADI group, they put a clip online and it's like, hey, that's pretty, pretty good effects. That's like, you know, good, solid, practical effects. But in the movie, they put stuff over it. They CG'd a lot of it over it, on top of it. And it's kind of weird. Like, it has, they're close. I mean, it's not terrible effects, but it still has an element. It's not like, you know. It doesn't it, gel. It doesn't gel, and it still has an element of shininess that's a bit wrong. Right. Also, it's got that whole thing of it's, if, it's, if it's clever enough to hide as a person, the moment it, take, it chooses to attack is the weirdest. Like, there's one point where it attacks when it's in a helicopter going somewhere. And right. it's like, that's the worst possible time. I mean, they don't really set it up to say that it can't make people perfectly yet or something like that, but it's literally, you're in a helicopter. You're going somewhere that, you know, you could end up getting where you want, you know, getting, you know, the tropics where it's warm and you can sit down and have a cocktail and not be worried about freezing solid. Right. That's the worst fucking time to actually attack the pilot of the fucking helicopter. You know, things like that. It's like, it's got that balance between um, 
slavering rage monster, but also incredibly intelligent. Like it learns English, for fuck's sake, and fucking Norwegian or Finnish. No, Norwegian. It learns that, so it's obviously intelligent. And in the first one, you get that as well, where it, it's always when it's when it's stressed, it attacks. But in this, it's like, I'm hungry. Fuck it. <laughs> you know, I could do with a snack. <laughs> There is some nice shout out to the original, like there's one with the axe in the wall that they find. Yeah. And I did watch the original. They did use, I think, one, the end of the movie is basically the helicopter, the setup of the yeah, thing. Yeah, and I think there's, there's one shot of the dog in the helicopter. I mean, the first one I saw the helicopter was like, that's the wrong color. And then I actually went and got the old thing. And it's, it's not, it's the exact same model of helicopter, the exact same color. And then they do weird things like Lars in the helicopter with the gun is almost perfect, but for some reason the headset he has on has a yellow wire on it, which isn't in the original. Everything else matches perfectly, even those snow blind goggles he has on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, did not you not notice? There's a yellow wire that you know you mm. just I can tell this, mm. and you spent fucking how many months in pre-production? Weird little things like that kick you out of it. Also, you know the body they find from the first one where it's the two faces melted together. Yeah, doesn't match. Doesn't match. No, I mean, does it, they show that happening where it's like it's 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 basically you know absorbing someone and it's kind of cool looking. That's when shirtless guy, shirtless douche gets it. But so, when they burn it and some of so, like that, so, it, so the shirtless douche, he's one of those two faces. Yes, but you see, like it doesn't match. You know what I mean? It, it I, looks I like Derek. I like that guy. He's he's a good actor. Yeah, he's alright. Um, <laughs> I mean, they do so, show you. They show you way more of the spacecraft. I mean, so the shirtless douche space. from Community. Yes. Is that is that that melded thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, it's a melded shirtless douche. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very rare strain of shirtless douche. Claim but, to fame. But um, you know, it, it doesn't. It ends up being close, but it's like you you got so close. And when you see the practical effects video, it's like the practical effects is identical. Why is this wrong? You know what I mean? Like yeah. weird little things that start kicking you out of it. Um, there's also stuff in that effects where it shows the pilot of the spaceship, which is not in the movie. The pilot of the spaceship. Yeah, there's like a, a different alien pilot, and it's like the thing is like a prisoner or a stowaway, which makes more sense because why don't you just fucking because he starts powering up the ship at the end of the movie. It's like why did you just do that when he landed? <laughs> you know what I mean? The, Maybe he needed someone to excavate or something. Oh, they also break the rule where they show in the original one where they excavate the ship, they blow it up, and then they find it. Yeah. They don't do that in this. The the ship, the the, the top opens and basically the window warmers come on to defrost it. Like these engines come up and heat the ice so it melts, and it's like, but that doesn't match. Again, it's such a small thing mm. that you can sort out. I sort, I found, I was able to see that scene within 15 minutes. I was able to check that scene. Why did you do that? It makes no fucking sense. Right. And that again, it's annoying if they did that. And again, if the spaceship works, why didn't you just get escaped? If the spaceship's broken, it makes more sense. Mm. So it's it's a clusterfuck. I mean, just watch the original because it's it got all the same beats. Well, that, I mean, that's the main reason I didn't watch this yeah. because everything that I heard essentially made it sound like it was really just a remake yeah and well I don't why if I, why should I watch an inferior version of, of something I might as well just watch the original and they leave it hanging with one character in that you know they maybe have an ending there's an ending to it and someone's left mm -hmm. and you know there's no, you know, there's no, there's no real way for them to get out of it, and it's like, well, what happened to that person? They didn't, you know, that, you know, it, they should. Everyone needs to die at the end of this movie, apart from the one guy who gets in the helicopter. Yeah, and yet they bork that as well. So it, it kind of annoys. It, it's annoying. It's very annoying. Okay. But yeah, uh, uh, but it's like, is it even worth seeing as a curiosity? As a curiosity, because as you as you're watching it, you'd be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, they're doing that, they're doing that, they're doing that. Um, but yeah, it's just as I said, the tension is ratcheted up artificially. And well, so as a result, it's like... I suppose one cool thing about it is that because the original is kind of timeless in the sense that because there's no sort of fashion faux pas to sort of 
to kind of date it, and because the yeah, because leather jackets, long hair, and beards are always in. And because no, no, but it, it it doesn't look dated because these fuckers are all out in the fucking Antarctica. They're like they got like was it Keith David? It's what Keith David, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, there's nothing really to to really date the uh, the original. No. Uh, except for you know, except except for the guy from our house. What's his name? Except for the fucking roller, the roller skates. And, yeah, and, and the Walkman. You know, aside from that, and the shitty computers. Yeah, yeah. Aside from that, there's the nothing- shitty magic computers where it's like. You know, it, it yeah. shows the growth spread, and it's like, yeah. I can't do that now. It's like, you did it then? It's like, there's nothing really to date it, so in that regard, it would be kind of interesting to watch the prequel and then watch the original. It, yeah. it would, it would at, match up pretty nice, I would imagine. But yeah, I, I just I couldn't be bothered, really. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll just talk a little bit about 50-50. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to talk much about this movie, because it's a, it, the movie pretty much tells it's, it's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, 50-50 is a film that's based on... Uh, the true story about a t- about a guy in his twenties. Uh, uh, yep, who learns that he has uh, cancer, and it's and the movie is essentially about his struggle to sort of try and you know like cope with having the disease and w- when he eventually beats it. Yeah, because I've seen the thing in the trailer where it's basically. What are your chances? And it says fifty fifty. So I'm Seth Rogen's in it. He goes, Oh, well, I find that. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, the guy who. Um, wrote the film, Will Reiser, it's uh, based on his experiences, and uh, Seth Rogen is actually his... Any relation to Paul Reiser? No. Oh. And Seth Rogen is actually his friend and is kind of playing the role that he played with his friend, so yeah. uh, in that regard, it's kind of interesting. Kind of a dick move, though. I mean, maybe he's, he is a writer, right? He's a writer anyway? Like the guy who did the real guy? I'm not too sure, Because he's not, you know, the, you, you, your story is harrowing, I think it needs to be told. Also, we've got Joseph Gordon-Levitt to play you. But I'm going to be in it. <laughs> well, actually, Joseph Gordon-Levitt wasn't supposed to do this. Really? James McAvoy was supposed to do it. Oh. And uh, James McAvoy had to uh, pull out for personal reasons and uh, was replaced with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, it's, you know, it's, it, you'll, we'll never know what kind of job James McAvoy would... It would have been interesting to see yeah. James McAvoy do this kind of role because James McAvoy doesn't get to do this kind of role very often. You know, it's like... Although you could kind of argue that um, what he did in X-Men First Class before he becomes all self-righteous is kind of close to what we might have seen mm. had he, had he uh, agreed to do this. Because uh, the, the character of Adam, which is uh, the Joseph Gordon-Levitt character, is he's a very nice guy. You know, he does everything, which is what kind of makes his predicament so, uh, you know, like, all the more tragic is that he's lived his life properly. You know, yeah. he doesn't smoke, he doesn't drink, he's not a party guy. Yeah. You know, and uh, why is this happening to me? Um, Seth Rogen is his best friend, who is naturally the opposite. You know, you got to have Seth Rogen. You got to have the yin and the yang, and, yeah. and Seth Rogen is essentially playing Seth Rogen. Which like this, is, like this time. Which one of us is the yin? This. <laughs> You're the yin. I don't want to be the yin. Mm-hmm. He's the yang. Okay. And uh, Anna Kendrick plays. Um, Are you the yin? She's asleep. Oh, okay. And uh, Anna Kendrick plays um, his. Like Yap and Fry, putting his, people to sleep since 2008. Like, can I finish a fucking sentence? Right. Anna Kendrick is playing his therapist, mm-hmm. who is not really a qualified therapist. She's, <laughs> she's learned, she's getting her fucking degree, and like he is part of her training. She's uh, Scott Pilgrim's sister, right? Yes. Uh, and Bryce Dallas Howard is playing his girlfriend when he finds out, and. She's, 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 she's treated as the villain of the piece, uh-huh. you know, even though she doesn't really deserve it. It's like, you can tell that the writer and Seth Rogen really hated the girl that this is based on because they treat this character like shit, you know, even when she's trying to do the right thing, she still comes across like a fucking bitch. <laughs> Angelica Houston plays the mom. Mm. And uh, Philip Baker Hall and Matt Frewer, or as I like to refer to him, 
Max Hedrum. Yes. Are uh, they're also like two cancer patients like that uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt becomes friends with because they do the, all their chemo together, and and that's essentially it. I mean, it's like it's it's what happens to this guy, how it affects his life, how it affects everyone everyone else that, that's close to him, and how he deals with it. Mm. And it is very funny. Oh, it is very funny. It's a very very funny film. Uh, I mean, it's. It could have. It's. It manages to avoid a lot of the pitfalls that you would expect a film like this to fall into. It avoids all the hallmark issues. Yes. Like, yeah. yes. It's, it's not a greetings card. It's not a greetings card. No. And and all and when, in those rare moments when it does get serious, it's earned it. Yeah. Um. You never. You never feel that a scene is being. Uh, a certain way in order to manipulate you. Everything always feels very real, and even the even the humorous moments, the way that. And all of the characters respond to the to, to the to the comedy differently. Mm. So it's like you got Seth Rogen, who is more Seth Rogen is the sort of out and out funny character in the film. He deals with his pain through. Humor. But yeah, he's that's just how he's dealing with it. And he, Seth Rogen is, got he's got to be careful because it, he plays a dick really well, and he's been doing it. Quite seen, a, I've seen Green Hornet, and he's been doing it quite a bit lately. And and when you know that his character is actually based on him, and is he a dick in this? At times, there are times when you're like you're being a real asshole right now. You know, it's like I know that okay, I, I I understand that this is how you deal with shit. But if this is how you actually really do deal with shit, you're a fucking dick. <laughs> you know, it's like he's using he's he uses the cancer to try and get himself laid. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I and, heard that in the trailer, yeah. And, and it's like he does throw Adam into it. It's like yeah, you can get him, you push him, get him, you put. But really, he wants to get laid himself. Yeah, yeah. You know, and. He does that a lot, <laughs> and after a while, it's like okay, once or twice, okay, fine. But, but you're being this, a is, dick. this is getting a bit much, though. Uh-huh. Although that he does have one golden moment in it, where you just sort of like, <laughs> as a guy, you just you know you just want to count out a little bit. Is that uh, this is after they've both picked up. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's had a horrible time. He can't fuck properly because his back's all fucked up. <laughs> but Seth Rogen doesn't have such trouble. So the next day, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt just sort of sees like. Seth Rogen and he's watching TV naked with his chick in this, some action movie and Seth Rogen is just saying to the girls like I wonder what the machine gun budget on this movie was it's like we can't afford any actors but we need a hundred thousand fucking guns <laughs> and, and then the girl goes can we watch something else and he's like no I want to see how this ends <laughs> and that in a nutshell describes the character, character that's nice you know? but once as the film goes into its second act and things un, you know un, inevitably get more serious, uh, he is offered. The character Seth Rogen's character does grow. Grow. You do see that there is more to him than than just being a dick. Yeah. You know. But yeah, Bryce Dallas Howard. She's good in it. I mean, the cast is great. Yeah. The cast is really good. There's no weak link. Angelica Houston. She's really really good in this. And she, her character's got a lot of um, problems because uh, uh, her husband uh, Adam's dad, played by uh, Serge. Hood or Howd? How do you pronounce this? Serge Hood. Hood. Okay. Um, he's got uh, Alzheimer's. Oh. So the so the mom's in this interesting predicament of everyone in my family is sick. Of every, having a husband that she can't really speak to, and um, she can't speak to her son because the son refuses to take her calls. So it's so she, so it's like how she deals with it as well. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is awesome in this. He's awesome in most things. Yeah, but he's really good in this. I mean, he he takes. He takes the lead really, really well, and uh, the movie wasn't a huge success. But I hope it does 
find like an audience on DVD and everything because mm. it really deserves really deserves an audience. I I was pretty blown away by it. You mentioned the American Motor owner. That was in his review. He didn't level this criticism, but he he defended it from the criticism. I want to think to what you thought. Um, do you think it's misogynistic? It is definitely uh, a boys' movie. Yeah. Uh, in I mean, like uh, I, w- I won't go so far as to say it's misogynistic, but it doesn't it doesn't um, attempt to try and explain how any f- of the female uh, uh, characters deal with it. Yeah. You know, it's very much like the guys. It's very much the guy. It's very much like the guy's point of view, the guy's experience. But I wouldn't I wouldn't call it misogynistic. Yeah. It's just one side. Yeah. You know. Cool. And. Um, and the female characters, it's really just one, it's really just the Bryce Dallas Howard character that gets, you know, like, you know. Vitriol. Yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> like I was saying, you know, like, uh, this actual girlfriend, if, if this character is based on an actual girl, both Seth Rogen and the writer of this film must uh, yeah, really, just fucked her up must now. really hate her. Because <laughs> even in those, because, because she's his girlfriend when, when he is diagnosed. Yeah. And he tells her, and she chooses to stay. Yeah. You know, and he gives her an out. Yeah. He gives her an out, and she chooses to stay. And then she leaves. And but you know, I guess after choosing to stay, she realizes I can't deal with this. <laughs> you know, so it so in that regard, but but you see that coming. Yeah. And and although it is a dick thing to do, who the fuck is gonna? I mean, you got to be a really horrible person to just bail. Yeah. On someone, you know, and and she doesn't. And to be fair to her character, is that. You know, she's emotionally needy and all that anyway, so it's like, she stays with him, but she is kind of selfish about it because she does cheat on him. Yeah. And, uh, and then, she, and, and part of her explanation is like, this has been really hard for me. And it's, it's when you've got cancer, you don't want to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> so in that regard, yes, I mean, she is a selfish character, but it's like the way she is portrayed is quite bad. Yeah. So in that regard, yeah, I mean, this is a, this is a guy's point of view, but I wouldn't, to call it misogynistic is a little unfair because the guy's suffering from cancer. Yeah. It's that's that can't that you know that you know that you can't argue with that. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I mean well, well well worth a watch. Well worth a watch. Cool. Uh get through the Muppets quickly. Mm-hmm. So let's see the Muppets. Um if you don't know what the Muppets are, you're in trouble. <laughs> Where have you been? Welcome to welcome to the real world. Um so the Muppets is about Jason Jason Siegel, like he, he was involved in producing and writing this. Uh, Jason Siegel and his brother Walter, you know, they have a nice uh, montage of them growing up, and Walter keeps get uh, Jason Siegel keeps getting taller and growing up, and Walter is small and made out of felt. Yeah, they didn't really comment on the fact that he's made out of felt. Like everyone just treats him as normal, except that he's kind of indestructible. Like you know, they, Peter can Peter can do the. Um, the cannonball special from the X-Men with them a couple oh, of times right. like yeah. he just throws in places he's like throw me <laughs> yeah um, and like it is it's incredibly sweet I mean the whole story is that you know Walter grows up watching the old Muppet shows yeah. and then um, they decide they live together they're, they're like Bert and Ernie mm-hmm. you know like they're, they're sitting around in their, in, their, in, their, in their fucking cotton PJs watching the Muppet show every night and because that's made, that makes Walter feel normal you know because mm-hmm. he's small and made it felt He's no, he's no lifting strength in his arms. <laughs> and uh, uh, Jason Siegel's going out with Amy Adams, and they're going to go to LA, so they bring Walter along as well. Because this kind of thing, he's, he's going to LA to propose to her, but he's bringing Walter along anyway because he's a really nice guy. <laughs> and like they have even even before they hit them up, it's there's a couple of musical mm-hmm. interludes, and like 
those are really sweet as well. It's like everything is fantastic, everything is great, you got the whole world on your plate, and the entire town joins in. Which is so it's got that element of it, but it also pokes, pokes fun in it. Then that as soon as they leave the town, everyone's like in their in their like you know big finish pose, and then they go, they've left, and then they just go, oh fuck. <laughs> So they go to see the Muppet Studios, Muppet Studios run down, they happen upon the fact that Chris Cooper mm-hmm. is at, uh, he's got a Kermit the Frog signed a standard uh, Hollywood, uh, a standard Hollywood star contract, which is fucking, uh, and Walter and Stadler are involved with, basically, he's going to buy the place because it's oil, he's going to destroy it, and he says he's going to turn it into a museum, but he's not. Then the Muppets don't work there anymore. They're all split up all over the place, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny to hear like uh, like being, being treated like they're real people. Oh yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> Throughout, they're treated like you know, there's there's Fozzie's joke room, there's Gonzo's thing, and like the Muppets don't work there anymore. <laughs> yeah, they don't. They've all moved on. So Walter is like, we can't let this happen. So they got to go find Kermit and get the band back together. And Kermit is so fucking sweet. You know, he's in this mansion on his own, <laughs> and like you know, he's got all the paintings of the guys, and they're like, oh well, you know, we don't really catch up anymore. Mm. And it's like, oh. It's, you know they've, they've all gone their separate ways and like he's got a he's got a tattered picture of Miss Piggy which is from one of the other movies I didn't realize I watched the tra- we watched the trailers for the old older movies the one when they get married mm-hmm. it's like that it's a, a freeze frame of that and it's torn in two. Oh right yeah so they don't all catch up they don't all you know hang out anymore so it's obviously every fucking Muppet movie is a road unless they're doing one of the classics like you know Treasure Island or something like that it's a road movie you got to get the band back together it's the yeah. fucking Blues Brothers yeah and like it's like oh. You know, but they, they they break the fourth wall constantly. It's like they pick up, uh, you know, Gonzo's running a plumbing company, mm. selling toilets, and then when he's like, you know, he, he says, "No, I can't do it. I got a business." And then he he just instantly changes his mind. He's like, "I've been wearing this costume under my suit for the last many years." <laughs> and then he's like, "The plumbing business is over." And he takes out a button. It's like instant plumbing business destruct button. It's like it's not just I'll leave it there for someone to manage. He blows the whole fucking thing up. <laughs> and then when they get a few of them together, they're saying, "Okay, guys, this is going to take a really long time. This movie's going to be really long. Can we can we can we collect everyone else via montage? Yeah, let's do that." And then you see the montage of them like getting Doctor Gold Teeth and the Electric Mayhem, mm. picking up all the other people, and then Rolf's, Rolf's like, huh, "I thought my story was quite interesting. Why can we not do mine?" It's like, "Wasn't that interesting, Rolf?" And he just goes to Rolf sitting in a hammock, sitting there with some lemonade, and it's like, "Hey, Rolf, do you want to come back to the Muppets?" Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know they, they constantly break their own fourth wall and it's, it's really nice the way they do that Jason Siegel has the biggest shitty grin in his face in this whole movie I mean he's so fucking happy to be doing the Muppets and to be in the Muppets and to be acting opposite Kermit and getting them all together and you know they got to put on a show and you know cameos galore like within the first five minutes like that's Feist you know Feist yeah, yeah, yeah. that's her and she's in it for like and then she's gone and it's great and Mickey Rooney's on the bench just like, hey, look, there's Mickey Rooney. There's a, the best cameo, and I don't want to give too much away, because there's basically um, Fozzie's hanging out with the Moo Pets, mm-hmm. who are a knockoff. Mm-hmm. Who's Miss Piggy looks like a dude, mm-hmm. and like even Miss Piggy meets her, he's like, she's like, huh. So uh, back off uh, and looks her up and down, sister, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. she talks like this. That's not a girl voice. She's like, I'm gonna fuck. Yeah, okay, no, nice. I, I saw them in the saw them in the trailer. Yeah, and they're all fucking weird. Like, there's, there's a hip hop Fozzie later on, which and, is uh, badass looking. And Miss Piggy karate chops her, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, of course. But um, you know, there's a there's a beautiful cameo there where it's a musician who's in that band, and it's one of the best cameos because, like, my girlfriend was watching it and she said, "I want to see more of him." And it's like, but that's why it's the best cameo. It's totally in the background. They're dressed like one of the Muppets, but they're human, 
and they just totally works. It's genius. It's like it's, it, they have this sprinkled throughout. People just turn up and like they go to the Rolodex to get it. They need to have a, a celebrity, so they kidnap uh, Jack Black. Right. And there's a whole animal has a huge plot line as well, where he's been you know living in a retreat and trying not to <laughs> trying not to get angry anymore. <laughs> and it's like and Jack and that's where he's with Jack Black. That's where they meet Jack Black, and he's like, remember, no drumming. He's like, no drums, no drums. <laughs> So Animal has to learn how to be a drummer again. Hermie and Miss Piggy got to hook up. Chris Cooper has to learn how to laugh because it's like he, there's, a, there's a joke that is a bit weird the first time you see it and I knew about it going in. I think it's better to know about it because he's like, yes, and we will destroy the Muppets. Maniacal laugh. Maniacal laugh. Maniacal laugh. Which is bizarre. <laughs> but Chris Cooper is ridiculously game in this. He even raps at one point. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's totally up for it, you know? Oscar nominee Chris Cooper. Oscar winner. Oscar winner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they all they do really nicely in getting all the cast gets lots. All the Muppets get lots of room. Swedish Chef has lots to do. Skeeter. Skeeter does the thing where he comes in the door. It's like five minutes. So you're ready to go, Mr. Black. And he's like, I'm tied to a fucking chair. Let me go. <laughs> so you know they they because Skeeter used to do that in every episode, right? Mm-hmm. He used to stick his head in the door. Five Scooter. minutes. Scooter. Skeeter was the sister from the Muppet Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know the you know the big guy who's always left behind, mm-hmm. the big ogre kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait for me! Yeah, 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 yeah. Same fucking thing. <laughs> I mean, I have to go back and watch. I think the movie, The Great Muppet Caper, because they hit a lot of the beats from yeah, those old I, movies. Uh, it's like watching the uh, the clips in the trailer for the for the Muppets um, for this Muppet movie. It just made me want to go back and watch all that old stuff again. Yeah, and the the, the music. I mean, it is a musical. And I mean, we talked we ragged on musicals earlier. This is the best way to do a musical. I mean, there's some really the, the Brett. From uh, the Flight of the Concords was the musical director. Yeah, yeah. And it all works. I mean, there's a whole thing with, you know, am I, am I a man or a Muppet? <laughs> because, you know, Walter has to decide whether he's a man or a Muppet, and so does Jason Siegel. And there's a whole, there's a beautiful scene there where Jason Siegel sees himself as a Muppet and Walter sees himself as a human. I can't tell you who the human is, but it works. The, uh, uh, I know that Jason Siegel wanted Michael Sarah to play uh, Walter. Walter. Originally, there was talk about that, that someone called uh, Peter Lynch. Played basically, the basically, voice. they said to uh, they they, they said to, Steve Carell to was too old. They said to the guy, it's like put it this way: if Michael Sarah was a puppeteer, he'd have the job. Yeah, you know. So it's it, the because I know that Walter was modeled after Michael Sarah. Oh really? Yeah, it was. It was modeled after Michael Sarah. <laughs> and Walter also, because he is a Muppet, but he's got to figure out what he can do as a Muppet. Yeah. Because he has to figure out his act. And what he does, it's awesome. <laughs> but it's just, it's all good, you know, there's a few, uh, a few uh, roadblocks getting in the way, you know, but they get, they get everything together and put on a show. So it's uh, really enjoyed it, smiling like an idiot throughout. Um, and it just, it keep, it's very snappy, it keeps moving the whole time, and it's great. What's at the end? Oh, at the end, everyone's singing along to the song as well. You're going to see all the cameos again, which is great. You, know, you don't need to tell the ending. Yes. <laughs> no, but I mean, after the credits, stay for the credits, because they have the whole screen, the you know, little Skype screen with their, everyone who's doing a cameo, doing a little dance. Right. So, yeah, it awe is exactly the, the feeling you get from this movie, because there's moments where it's like, you know, when Kermie walks into the, the, the old studios, it's like, you know, you're biting, it's so sad. There's so many, but it's not too sugar sweet mm-hmm. it really nails that tone again I'm wondering how kids will find it because I thought maybe in paces it might be a bit slow for kids but perfect for adults I mean I'm not sure what the audience is but it's like this is the Muppets well, and it's, it treats them with respect and you know it's heartwarming well the movie isn't a runaway success no. you know I mean it's it hasn't done badly but it, it's not like a huge huge hit I think it's made like 70 mil mm. something like that so it's Decent. They've so. covered the felt budget. Yeah, they've covered the felt budget. Do they have the Yes. 
The monominoms were in it, exactly, yeah, and that was awesome. That was, that's the, that's the, 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 the end, everyone sings that. Which is cool. Because like, those, those, the, the, those cow creatures were in the trailer on the poster, and I was like, where the fuck, oh, they're there. <laughs> it's like, it's like three quarters of the way through the movie, I turned up, I was like, I'm going to be well cheated if they don't have monominoms. <laughs> you know that guy? <laughs> And it's all that stuff you remember. Everything you remember of the Muppets, like you've forgotten all the crap jokes. Mm -hmm. it's, it's that. It's all the good stuff. Excellent. So definitely go see this twice. <laughs> okay, I'll just talk really quick about Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, the fourth installment in the Mission Impossible series. Mm. This time it's directed by Brad Bird, uh, making his live-action debut. Uh, Brad Bird is the director of Iron Giant, The Incredibles, basically all of the, all of the greatest animated stuff you've seen mm. recently. Um... This is a very good film. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Gives, it's, gives it's a lot of plus losses because I know is they get this about. They get this about. <laughs> that's essentially it. It must be Tuesday. Why this about again? <laughs> no, I mean, they're they're uh, they're they're implicated in um, blowing up Russia. blowing blowing up the Kremlin. Yeah, and uh, they're they're doing a mission. To try and find some fucking thing that I can't even remember now. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not even that important. It's, not, it's a minor MacGuffin. Yeah, it's a minor thing. And while uh, while Ethan Hunt and uh, Benji, played by Simon Pegg, are doing this, and okay, one thing I will say: that particular set piece is pretty damn cool. Yeah. Like uh, how they put up this screen to make it look like the, the, to make because uh, there's this hallway and the guards at the other end of the hallway and there's this fucking like statue of something on the other end where they are and they put up this weird fucking screen that makes it look like it's, it's it's there it's there but it's just the way that they do that there is one little camera there and fucking Simon Pegg keeps fucking up and like <laughs> like looking into the camera so like whenever the guard just happens to not be looking Simon Pegg's there what is it oh shit <laughs> and that is that's done really well yeah um, and while this is going on, while Ethan Hunt is in some record room, sort of looking through, looking for a file, he's one. Someone breaks radio silence. Is like a team leader. Yes, we'll go for here. Uh, uh, I'm waiting for your instructions. Blah blah blah. And it's someone else. And it's the main villain. Mm. You know, making it, making it, leading, leading all of these uh, guards to where Ethan Hunt is. And then Ethan Hunt and his team manage to escape. And then as they're Tom Cruise runs, right? Yes, Tom Cruise runs a lot in this movie. <laughs> uh, and. Um, and as as they escape, and then Tom Cruise sees this sort of shadowy figure, like uh, with dressed up as a, an official carrying a briefcase that he saw earlier. Ah, oh, you look you look suspicious. I'm going to follow you. Just as that happens, the Kremlin blows up. And next thing you know, he's waking up in a hospital. He's handcuffed to the he's handcuffed to his hospital bed, and the the Russian cops are saying like you know like like we we know that you did it. That's the American pig dog. Yes, your ass is grass, and we're the lawnmower. And then he naturally uh, he escapes from hospital. Uh, and uh, he finds a little telephone and he does his little code and he's picked up by Tom Wilkinson who's uh, the secretary and he's got uh, his analyst with him played by Jeremy Renner who, uh, character's name is Brent and uh, then he's like S you're disavowed uh, the, the, uh, the MIF uh, team has been uh, officially blamed uh, for isn't it the entire IMF because there's always the, the hint that there's other teams right yeah but uh, the entire IMF is disavowed this time yeah, yeah. and uh Basically, they're blamed for the Kremlin, and uh, Tom, Wilkins, Tom Wilkinson says, like, uh, the instructions are for us to uh, take you back to Washington, where you shall be trialed for, for where, you, where you shall be charged uh, for, for uh, high treason, high treason, and for doing this, and you'll, you're in a world of shit, unless, of course, you Your are, mission. unless, of course, you um, are to uh, uh, assault myself and Brant here, and uh, were to somehow escape. 
and clear your name. Your mission, if you choose to accept it, <laughs> is to do, do just that. Yeah. And then, as soon as that happens, Tom Wilkinson gets shot in the back of the head, oh. and, and then, like, the cops. The cops are after them, they've been given away, and Jeremy Renner escapes with Tom Cruise, and then they meet up with Simon Pegg and Paula Patton, and that's when... The music starts. That's when the music starts, and, like, they're, they're in this little... They're, they've got this little place where they can hide out, and uh, inside, it's like outside, it looks, I won't say what it is, but outside it looks like shit, and inside it's like, wow, it's like 21st century shit. It's the Batcave. Yeah, it's the Batcave. And so Tom Cruise essentially says, this is all that's left of IMF, everything that we have here, all this is all the equipment we have, no backup, nothing, this is our mission, and we're gonna, and we're gonna save the world. Because this motherfucker played by... Um, Miguel Blanquist. Yeah, uh, Miguel Blanquist. Michael, Michael Nyquist. <laughs> oh, Nyquist, Michael Blanquist is the character played by Nyquist. The dragon tattoo. Who is the real villain and uh, has uh, basically it, it all? You know, all of these movies. It's all about a nuclear bomb. Yeah. It's like this guy has nu- This guy has a nu- nuclear missile. Except when it's about a virus. Yes. And he knows. <laughs> and he need. He's got. And he needs the codes. <laughs> he needs the codes to do all this so he can attack this place and that place will attack the other place in retaliation. It and the world matter. And the world will destroy yeah. itself. <laughs> <laughs> and destroy the entire universe. <laughs> and. And that and uh, and this takes them on a globe-trotting mission to Dubai to Mumbai. I mean, this movie's shot everywhere. Yeah, it's shot all over the fucking place. Um, and that's pretty much it. It's a really fun film. Tom Cruise really, really wants you to know what a badass he is. Yeah, <laughs> he's he does everything in this movie. <laughs> Things where it's like he doesn't need to do some fancy jump, he does a fancy jump. You know, it's like his the very first shot of him is leaping from one floor to the other in a very balletic way that it's kind of like you didn't need to do it like that <laughs> I mean you do it very well yeah. but it's, it's like jumping from building to building and kicking your legs in the air while you're at it whereas you should be ready for the landing he does everything except look at the camera and smile yeah you know <laughs> which I was kind of hoping he would do every once in a while. it's like I'm awesome watch me save the world and one, one thing that is nice about this film is that finally the IMF team is a real team. Yeah, they actually do more. It's not just him anymore. It's not just Tom Cruise. Yeah. I mean, Tom Cruise gets all the good bits, but the other, everyone else gets their moment to shine and to do little bits and pieces. Uh, Simon Pegg, who I usually like, and I liked him in this, he does get a little annoying after a while because after a while it becomes very clear that he's only there to try and make you laugh. Yeah. And after a while it's like, you, you know, it's just move the plot along for fuck's sake. Um, the, all of the action sequences are very cool, mm-hmm. um, although there's too many. Oh, really? Yeah, they could have lost one. Although, having said that, if you were to ask me which one to lose, I couldn't tell you. I liked all of them, yeah. but the movie was too long for the kind of movie that it was. It was two hours and twenty minutes, and it's like, there, I don't see why this movie needs to be two hours and twenty minutes. There's not that much of a story to take up that much running time, yeah. be- unless you want to have lots of action sequences. Uh, I, as I said, I wouldn't know which one to lose, but they could have lost one of them. The standout is obviously when he climbs the tallest building in the world. Uh, and I, it is a very nice throwaway moment how they, how they come to that point. You think that there's going to be this big sort of like build up to it, but there isn't. Oh. It's just sort of like, you know, they have to double other people to be in a meeting. The meeting's going to start like uh, in an hour, and, uh, but because they don't have the IMF backing and everything, uh, don't, they don't have that password. It's like uh, Simon Pegg is like, oh, uh, uh, I can't get online um, unless I reroute it through this thing. But uh, we, we got to do it from outside. And, and it's like, what? 
And it's like, yeah, we gotta do it from outside. Well, what floor is it on? Uh, 127. <laughs> it's like, all oh, right. Oh, by the way, the meeting's in 45 minutes. Oh shit. Well, I guess I better climb out there. <laughs> it's, it's really like, it's just, and that is very nice. I, I think that's the trailer where he says like, you know, uh, you gotta go outside. He's like, I gotta go outside. And he's like, well, I'm on the computer. And Jeremy Renner goes like, I'm helping him. Yeah. No, because like that's a running joke throughout the whole thing is that because no one knows that Jeremy Renner can actually kick ass. Yeah. He's like, you're an analyst. You sit the fuck down. You're you're the helper. Yeah. You're the helper. And like Simon Pegg's always saying that to Jeremy Renner. You're the helper. You're helping me. And so when it comes to that point where they're gonna go out and it's like they look at Jeremy Renner. I'm helping him. <laughs> uh, and Jeremy Renner, even though like I mean, I'm not giving anything away, it's in the trailer that there's more to this character. Yeah. Uh, even though he does turn out to be a badass. He's not a MIF team member, so there's a lot of high tech shit that they fuck around with. That he's, he's like, no idea. he's like, what is this? <laughs> it's like that bit where you know you jump, you know you, you jump and then you float before you hit something. That scares the fuck out of him, <laughs> and he's not happy about it. You know? <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, so that part is quite nice. He's not like he's he's a badass when it comes to hand to hand combat. He's, the he, he's the, kind of the gateway character. Yeah, but when he's dealing with stuff like that, he's just like, no, I don't want to jump. <laughs> I'm gonna jump. Soon! <laughs> you know, it's like, just stuff like that. So there's nice little bits of humor. But there is one thing with his character is like he's an analyst, but he's an analyst that when he rolls up his sleeves, yeah. his arm is covered with veins. It's like. Carpal tunnel syndrome. I'll mean, tell you, medicine. He's cut as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so you, even if you didn't have that thing in the trailer, you know, like, this guy's not a fucking analyst. Yeah. <laughs> and he bench presses the, servers on his lunch break. The guy from the Hurt Locker is not an analyst. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and Paula Patton has got some nice moments. She's got like a little bit of a history. Where'd she come from? She's never start seeing her. Yeah, she's else. like a, she's like a new member. Like yeah. they explained that in the beginning. No, of no, the but even just the actors haven't seen her much. Uh, she was in Mirrors. Oh, oh. She was uh, Keith Sutherland's um, wife in uh, Mirrors. Yeah, trouble with that word. <laughs> what? Um, Mike, Michael Nikos as the villain, his performance is fine. He's good in it. The only problem is, is that there's really not much to his character. Mm. They don't, you know, it's kind of like a weak villain. Mm. You know, I'm going to destroy the world. Ah, you know, and um, I can laugh. Yeah, it's it's incredibly well shot. Brad Brad Bird just he knows how to shoot action. Cool. His actions. I mean, all of the action sequences are great. I saw this in IMAX. I highly recommend watching this movie in IMAX. Especially the, the 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 scene where he climbs the the sequence where he climbs the the hotel. Well, that's the one that that's that section is the section that's shot with an that's, IMAX camera. I mean, that, that, the rest of it is just normal. There's but some there's some shot. crazy vertigo shit that you feel. There's one shot in particular where he's just sort of that that moment when he just walks out there, mm-hmm. when the camera just follows him out, and you see how fucking high up it is. Yeah, yeah. And you see that it's Tom Cruise. Even even if you hate this guy, you're like, all right, man. You got big balls. You got big balls. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're not gay. <laughs> Maybe you are. We'll discuss it later. <laughs> Come in from the edge, you, you know, you had me until I saw Rock of Ages trailer. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I mean, you cannot question Tom Cruise's commitment to what he does. I mean, it's it's pretty it's pretty jaw dropping. Some of the sh- some of the stuff that's in this movie. Uh, my, yeah, it's just like it's just a little too long. Just they got rid of one of the action sequences. It, would have been would have been just nice. Uh, Josh Holloway turns up. Yeah, so I heard that. Yeah. Um, How's he? What, 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 is he chasing them? Uh, Josh Holloway. He's um, also a, a member of IMF. Oh, okay. Cool. Is he cool? He's cool in it. He's cool. He's cool in it. He's got one little bit where it's like that's cool. Nice. Yeah. Mm. Agent Hannaway, right? Yes, but I won't say more than that. Cool. I'll be giving shit away. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> but uh, I mean, if you enjoy the Mission Impossible movies, you'll definitely enjoy this. Is this the best one? 
Um, I would. I, it's it's definitely the. Yeah, I'd say it's the best one. I'd say it's the best one. Cool. Uh, I mean, it's a very close second would be the first one. Yeah. Um, but it kicks two and three's ass all over the place, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't even remember the plots of those or much while when. Um, yeah. I mean, I still remember red light, green light. <laughs> from the first one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On the helicopter? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the, then the explosion blows him onto the train. <laughs> I mean, one thing about this movie is that after a while, you, you do sort of think, why, did, why didn't they just call this movie Superman? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing kills this motherfucker. <laughs> he is somehow able to outrun a sandstorm. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He doesn't outrun it, but you imagine, you think that he could. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, when he's running from the sandstorm, you believe that he's going to make it. <laughs> You're waiting for him to take off and fly. <laughs> he's just building up to the take way, off speed. The way that he's running, you, you do think he's going to unbutton his shirt and, and there's going to be a big fucking S there. Or, or a big T. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look up in the air, it's Tom Man. Uh, but yeah, go check it out. This movie's fun. Sweet. I'm gonna, I want to try and catch it this weekend. Yeah, actually. definitely watch it on IMAX. Yeah. Cool. All right, uh, we've got a bit long, so we'll finish up with the US and Malaysian box office top 10. At number 10 in Malaysia, we have The Twilight Saga, Breaking Dawn, part one. At nine, we have White Vengeance. As well. Don't know. Number eight, New Year's Eve. Mark Kermode said, no one will like this movie. It's vomit. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven, Puss in Boots. I really want to see that. I just haven't got a chance yet. Uh, number six, but Darling Street Warriors. Number eight, Ust. Ust. <laughs> number four. Fenton. <laughs> I'll back to Rindu. I'll put up Fenton to explain that as well. <laughs> number three, Songla. Number two, Elvin and the Chipmunks 3. It's actually Elvin and the Chipmunks 3, Chipwrecked. You see, it actually is. It is. I'm not kidding. <laughs> like, just like the second one was the squeakle. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Number one, Mission Impossible, Ghost, Ghost Protocol. Protocol. And the US box office top ten. Number ten is the Muppets. Speaking, speaking of like uh, Elvin and the Chipmunks, David Cross, who is one of the voices, he said that... He's in the movie. He's the record exec, I think. He's, he said that Mich Elvin and the Chipmunks was one of the most horrible experience, experiences of my life. And he's done it three times. He's been on all three, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so US box office number ten, the Muppets. Number nine, Arthur Christmas. Number eight, Hugo. Which is getting fantastic reviews. Yep. Uh, number number seven, seven, Young Adult. I haven't seen any reviews of that, actually. Yeah. Number six, The Twilight Saga, Breaking Dawn, part one. Number five, The Sitter, also known as when Jonah Hill was fat. Uh, number four, New Year's Eve. Number three, Mission Impossible. Number two, Outland the Chicken. The only reason the Mission Impossible is opening number three and not number one is because it only opened in IMAX. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah. It only opened in IMAX. And uh, number two, Elvin and Chipmunks 3, Chipwrecked. And at number one, it's Sherlock Holmes' Game of Shadows, which... I've been hearing good, good things. Good things, yeah. The only, the only negative stuff I've been hearing is that they shortchanged Mori uh, Moriarty. Moriarty, well, yeah, Jared Hess, right? Jared Harris. Harris. Richard Harris's son. Ah, yes. What? Richard Harris's son. You're Jared, kidding me. Jared Harris. Really? No, I'm not kidding you. Look it up. <laughs> oh. Yes, man called horse had a child. Huh. <laughs> And we'll leave you there for this week's edition of uh, McGavin Fries, and we'll see you in the new year. Thank you. Bye-bye. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. By the time I put this up, it'll be Christmas. Merry Christmas. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Wishing you and yours the very best this holiday season. Good <laughs> wise. <laughs>